Well, we could doing? like have an annual general meeting, right, yeah. where we talk to our our support. This is actually recording. I believe it is. Yeah, it's 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 interesting actually. One uh, um, a friend of the show, uh, Sean McTinnan, uh, has recently launched a Patreon for his new podcast project. And while he's not actually released any numbers, he did say that he's he had a conservative estimate of how many people will back it, and apparently he's broken six times that already. Mm, last few days. Interesting. So, congratulations. So, so, so what you're saying is the six x multiplier yeah. is what we should expect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's it's a comparable so, comparable. Uh, what, uh, what country was it that we were really popular in? Uh, oh, I think it was like it was. I want to say Uruguay, but I mean, it Let's might be Paraguay. Say the whole the whole that's, um, that's our target market. The whole yeah. population of asterisk Uruguay, and then multiply that. <laughs> by six right and then multiply that by what What do you reckon the, the the average contribution is going to be like crowdfund wise like monthly what do you reckon that the the, the so mean... it was paraguay by paraguay way, yeah. right so uh, what's the population of paraguay and multiply by six population of paraguay can the virtual assistant do that hey siri what's the population of paraguay multiplied by six Here's what I found. It just gives me web results. Last generation virtual assistants. You yeah. Know. The old retro style virtual yeah. assistants from the 2010s. So it's about 7 million. So that's about 42 million we can expect. Right. And that's and like we, a dollar a month. Yeah. If, 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 we're, if we're going for the low tier. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's all right. That's pretty good. But yeah. So at <laughs> least that's the like baseline estimate. Yeah, exactly. That's that's that's, that's up. what market research suggests we can. What, what uh, research and uh, market research suggests we can expect. Um... <laughs> Uh, that podcast is SF Ultra, um, in which he 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 bought a hundred science fiction books from a secondhand bookstore in Hay on Wye last year. Mm. Now he's reading through them all to try and convince himself to like science fiction. <laughs> You've got it. It's, just, which is, it's like yeah. a scattergun. As, if, mm. Enough. You're going to find one that you yeah. that you enjoy, right? Yeah, and and he's also very cannily um, decided to because in his last one of his last big projects, um, all units. Uh, the episodes that everybody liked were the ones where he was just talking about whatever rather than the actual project episodes which he put effort into and he's kindly uh, gated the whatever episodes for this right. thing behind a paywall I see so, well done, is that Sean. like an after dark type of yeah, thing yeah basically yeah. So the, ex- like, the extra content for the real heads that's good um, I, I already... that's interesting because the, the normal the thing that people do like mm. if you're on some platform like YouTube YouTube or whatever mm. right is that you you do the opposite you're like well nobody watched my videos where I was just like putting loads of effort in mm. and everyone watched my like throwaway trash video so I'm just only going to make notes right <laughs> like there was someone talking about some like cooking or like like sort of culinary type of like there was a bunch of people that was, they were saying like oh I used to watch this I used to watch that sure. but now it's just become a kind of like hijinks cookery sure, thing yeah. because those were the things that just and it, yeah. trying to find a middle path between the thing you actually mm. want to make and what the algorithm wants right yeah. that's the kind of thing where everyone was talking about that like five years ago yeah. but now it's had like five years to evolve and it's kind mm. of settled and now like the things that you tend to see that actually do well now, but are sort of like watchable or reasonable. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I guess we're going to be stuck with until the the way that all these algorithms work suddenly changes again, or yeah. they just start generating stuff yeah. wholesale. Right? Because this, I guess the trouble is for anyone who's making con- content, content. There's basically a... my mouth sounds are like more more. Maybe it's just that this ear is like less blocked than it was. <laughs> I can hear like the high the little. Little sounds. I'm sorry if I, if you can probably get some sort of filter to get rid of that. I don't know what it is. My mouth is just too. Maybe I need to like actually speak to the microphone a bit off axis. 
anyway, this is some, that's some meta uh, stuff. Carry on, Karen. Um, <laughs> the, the, the way that the way that sort of um, you know content generation works is that obviously you, you often you start off being about a thing, mm. and then after a while, people become fans of you rather than fans of the thing that you're talking about. And there's greater and greater demand, and you can sort of lead them yeah, down things, a winding path yeah. into something that you actually but, really are yeah. interested. But like, in, but also like half the time, people don't even necessarily like want to do that. It's like, it's the same as like the drift in like if you have a forum for something, it will mm. inevitably end up becoming a forum about just whatever the people on the that forum. Is like what I about. used to really like about the forum mm. thing in that it wasn't necessarily like there was a centralized thing that got you all into the thing mm. but then often you just kind of develop its own culture so it would be like it would still be about the thing but it would also be about your own unique interpretation of that thing which would often be like siloed to that culture to that yeah. like micro culture so you'd end up with just kind of like in jokes about like you know like with the Doctor Who forums mm. that I yeah. was on right it would always be specific this is, this is back when forums existed and Doctor Who was worth watching right <laughs> the, the two things coincide in the late noughties I mean the, the, the latter is still arguable um, but the the there was always this kind of thing of like that <clears throat> part of the thing was like this it's a bit like with politics when I have become sports mm. right part of the thing is just kind of like following the thing with a community yeah. and what the thing actually is almost doesn't matter it just needs to have like the few key ingredients that can then yeah, no. like be the kindling what, what, for like this is what wrestling yeah. is no, no, like, literally you know? I was going to say what, what's really <laughs> noticeable is about that is when I was getting into professional wrestling in like the mid 2010s mm. is that like it was how much of it was basically obtainable how much of the vibe of what it was like to be into professional wrestling I'm doing air quotes <laughs> is, 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 is something that you could obtain from just listening to a load of podcasts because you'll very quickly pick up like what all what of they enthusiastic yeah, about what, what they like yeah. all of the in jokes are whatever and everyone kind of converges on mm. like obviously there's you know some people who are iconoclasts or whatever and like it's not that the people are necessarily incorrect like there's always there's generally like mild well mild there's generally like sort of wide-ish agreement on like who the quote-unquote good wrestlers mm, are mm, you don't even have to be like a sort of like um how should i phrase this uh, uh you don't even have to have uh, a you know be, be someone who has a particular thing that they get out of it that isn't the thing that most people get out of it like some of the people i know who like wrestling yeah, yeah, are yeah. um you but like you know at the same time you do it is very easy to sort of like quote unquote be into wrestling by just like you know, you you eventually just like grow to like the sound of people saying the thing that you've heard before. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, or it's like, just like... The, the new thing that then happens, but then they can frame in terms of the old tropes that yeah. you're already aware of. Yeah, or like, exactly. These are the things we all know are true, and this thing that just happened this week is just another example of one of those. Yeah, and you know, ha, and it, oh, I realise that too. Ha, exactly. Ha, ha. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just becomes like, and in effect, not to deconstruct the entire nature of conversation. Sure, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, meaning yeah. making or whatever people say. <laughs> Sense making. Sense making. But is it the becomes. One, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. It becomes at that point very much more about, and you realise this quite quickly. Um, what you're listening to is basically you're just like, are these people people I find entertaining just to listen to have a chat? You know, mm. yeah. And yeah. It, it, it's it's mostly about sort of just like rhetorical flourish and style. You know, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like higher level yeah. metal, higher level metal metal things, yeah. metal things, <laughs> metal level things, right down down deep to the metal kind of things about like the. The, the ways in which they're taking these like tropes and uh, accepted premises that, that they've already been talking about that are part of the culture that you have to learn, learn about if you're being introduced to that culture. The way that they take all of those and combine them and the way that specifically them as characters respond to other characters, like the way that particular people have particular opinions of Ironically, certain wrestlers. And, it becomes and how wrestling that becomes, itself. Yeah, exactly. Every, well, everything is wrestling. That's the famous, <laughs> famous uh, thing said, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah. Um, or was it wrestling isn't wrestling? Or yeah, those no, wrestling things... isn't wrestling isn't wrestling is that Was it like that was in the early twenty tens and then in the late twenty tens yeah. there was something called everything is wrestling. Yeah. Which is something we were saying before yeah, that. I feel, I feel like sure. we've 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 been on that shit for a while. Mm. Um so yeah, listen to listen to Sean's podcast. Yep. Link in the show notes. Good stuff. It's not about um, wrestling. No, it's, about it's not. Sci-fi. No, he, it's very much not about wrestling. Um, is it about sci-fi? No, it's about you know whatever <laughs> Sean wants it to be about. But I, like, I'm just I'm just glad that he's finally got himself a Patreon. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those things where like you know you you like you, I mean I, he's probably listening to this. So hi Sean. Um, I I have thought for a while like man with the kind of like dedicated fan base he has he could clean up on patreon mm. um and it seems like that's happening so good <laughs> it's nice to see the good guys finally winning starting for to once. pay off yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is like and obviously he doesn't make po- what's what's nice is that whenever like on the on the occasions that i've like spoken spoken to him about it like it's 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 been clear to me that he has basically the same compulsion in him that makes me well, it makes us do this, or that makes me like do all the blogging and stuff like that. Which yeah. is, he's just got like he he it's enjoy, to yeah sense making yeah it was a sense making it's it's the you know the, the urge to create something and like whatever you're you know in in the the sort of those kinds of of spheres yeah um and he just happens to be like very 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 good at making stuff that's very fun to listen to mm. I don't know I I just remember when it when it was um lockdown. Uh, and I would just like listen through. Like, there were like a bunch of old like podcasts I listened through the archives of, and um, Sean's podcast, podcasts were definitely some of them because um, they're just like they're just fun listens. Um, what do you reckon? Number one, not not necessarily just what makes something a fun listen, but what do you reckon makes a person able to be good at making something that's like a fun listen or a fun watch or a fun like in terms of like a podcast is an interesting example I think because it isn't just like you're sitting there and in a writer's room like Brett I mean a lot of podcasts are like this right so, and since the podcast <laughs> it isn't like you're sitting there and you're trying to like work out the the ways to structure the thing and make it fun and mm. build this whole little you know empathy machine yeah. that does all the whatever right you're just like sitting there and kind of just kind of going along with it and yeah. and, and kind of cultivating the thing and growing it as in a kind of improvisational way what do you reckon makes the the qualities of a person that makes them able to do that i mean i think in in a in a way because i can i'm yeah. definitely able to like make things yeah but making things that are fun it seems mm. to be something which is not like it's not the obvious thing when when i do something that i'm interested in it doesn't come out fun all the time sometimes it does yeah. it's fun for me to yeah, make yeah, it yeah Maybe not fun for the listeners. I don't know. I I think that there's there's a few different things that it could be. The, the stuff that I because like people have all of these like you know sort of pat theories. It was just like you know you either have the oh if it's fun for you to make then it's fun to listen to or mm. the opposite which is if it was fun to make then it's probably not going to be much fun to listen to. That's usually the thing they say about films. Yeah. Um. Which for which it's often more true. Um. But <laughs> it, I I I think a lot of it is. Just the, uh, and I I don't know if this is something where it's like, it's the ability to hold attention, right? Mm. The ability to keep your keep your. So it's like the rhythm of how the information is being. It's 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 it's, it's much more about. I remember hearing an anecdote once about um, one of the racist comedians. It was either Roy Chubby Brown or Jim Davidson or someone mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And like, one of his one of the like the guys who wrote gags. For Did his... one of them die, or was that just a? 
one of those things possibly? where I just assume well, is, one uh, of them possibly died. I'm not actually sure. I don't really the thing is I don't really know much about them except obviously with Jeff Davidson. Oh, he used to do that <laughs> uh, the big game break. show, right? He, yeah, big break. And also yeah, yeah. Uh, there was that blog post where he talked about going to dinner with one of the police officers who was involved in Operation U Tree. That was interesting. Look that up, folks. That's a wild ride. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I remember that. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've definitely read that out on the podcast before. <laughs> um, but one of them basically, uh, you know, they, they they were doing a show. And they had one of their writers in the audience, and the writer was like, you know, sort of having a bit of a go at them beforehand, you know, just sort of like, you know, it's just like about how, you know, they're the ones who come up with the punchlines or whatever, and that's that's what matters, and you know, delivery isn't. And then basically, you know, the the, the comedian delivered the joke and delivered like a different punch, basically a nonsensical punchline, yeah. and the audience laughed anyway. Yeah. And like the, the the moral of the story, I suppose, is uh, racist to fun. No, the moral of the story is <laughs> there's enough um, racism yeah, yeah, in it. Everyone yeah, yeah, will yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know? The moral of the story is like effectively, it, it is a really like ninety nine percent delivery a lot of the time. Mm. You know, like the jokes are way. I think this less, it's more about yeah. rhythm than yeah, about yeah, yeah the absolutely. Right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and for, for right me, order. like when I'm listening to stuff, I'm just like, is this sort of does this fit into the rhythm of the thing that I'm expecting yeah. to hear and contain just enough of the... Because yeah. I, I remember, like, years ago when I was on, like, doing work experience, I was, like, teaching kids to play piano like, yeah. for, like, a couple of weeks, mm. for, like, a week. And I also did it again at a different point. But mm. um, And one of the things I noticed was that, like, je- t- telling someone that's, like, learning to play an instrument... This is whenever I try and teach anyone, like, an instrument, mm. right? Telling them to play an instrument and get the notes right doesn't create as much satisfaction and enjoyment mm-hmm. as being able to play along with the rhythm of something. Yeah. Like, getting really good at tapping along, even if it's just one note, but to, like, a certain rhythm, mm-hmm. creates a form of, like, uh, a cohesion. You know, like, that's when you get those... The shit where people come into the school and they get everyone to, like, dance around and they do, yeah. do some pentatonic, yeah, like, yeah, scale yeah. or whatever, right? <laughs> that creates a lot more of a feeling of, like, motivation to, like, be involved in something on a yeah. creative level, right? And it's almost like that there's a kind of, like, format there's a kind of higher level type of format of type of thing, like which, for example, the, for music, it's like rhythm or for like, uh, you know, for like maybe for like fiction, it's like story structure or something mm. like that. That when you've created something that like fits that format in a like micro or macro scale, that feels more like you're like succeeding at the thing than whether the specific details are right or not. Mm. And that's kind of interesting because it kind of means that it's kind of like what you end up doing is having this like higher level thing like you write a blog post that isn't very good but that kind of looks like a blog post and has yeah. the blog this is what all those people on like medium yeah. like medium now is like a hellscape yeah, yeah. of people yeah. that can't write you know but like they're all they've all got that kind of higher level like when you do this like kind of thumbnail sketch yeah. of the thing and then eventually you fill in the details and eventually you make the details interesting but the, the it th- is interesting yeah. that the, that's you know the thing is though it's one of those things where you can't what if you start try, there are some things where if you start trying to do it consciously to a formula mm. it immediately becomes very obvious because it has a, to be yeah. an intuition yeah. for the for the rhythm because you if have you have the swing if you, right if you if you try and <laughs> because like the, the thing about those blog posts right is you can tell yeah, that yeah, they yeah. are like following a script effectively they, they're, they're like, following another one of those yeah. blog posts yeah, yeah literally yeah yeah because it, it's got that it's like you know there's that there's that like thing that I, I don't know that goes around every now and then which is like you know there's a sort of you know write a sentence now write another one you vary the length of the sentences and it creates a music like it's, yeah, it's really yeah, it's yeah, like glib yeah. and annoying it's true but also it's glib and annoying in the way that it's phrased in the way that people use it because mm. it just means that everybody has this thing where they do you know sort of 
it, it becomes prescriptive. Yeah, three long yeah. ones. It becomes it becomes like prescriptive. Paste your writing yeah. into our like analysis tool to tell yeah. you whether. It, I'm yeah. assuming that that's a thing. It's, right? it's that sort of thing. Yeah. And like, like even a if it isn't, for your food yeah. writing. <laughs> and even if it isn't like that's that, it's it's the way that people think about it. It's like those Twitter threads where it's like someone did some someone somewhere did some fucking how to get engagement on Twitter course, and now everybody does Twitter threads with like the spool of thread emoji. Yeah. You know, Want to get five five ways to boost your follower count? Spool of thread emoji. Finger pointing. We're going to do emoji. a deep dive deep on dive. urban planning. Yeah. A Marvel um, franchise. Which is like not, you know, it, it was funny when it was like, you know, Eric Garland getting hopped up on whatever it is he, whatever, you know, <laughs> prescription, uh, you know, <laughs> prescription ADHD medication and, and, and beer. And yeah, like yeah. Just, just, just talking about game theory and not talking kind about game theory. It's the kind of speedballing, yeah. really, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's the kind of speedballing for people who, people people who have to wear lanyards to get into their jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and, and, and beef with Guitar Center or whatever the fuck. Mm. Like, again, like, you know, like, but the, but the, the, the thing about, about that stuff is yeah it's 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 like with the people you know there there are people and that's the thing the thing about the rhythm stuff i guess is that it becomes clear after a while that you're like there are plenty of people who are like very readable even if like you don't like or agree with a lot of their stuff like a lot of the time actually like you know Mm. i mean that's the the, the, that's the thing i'd say about like freddie which is he he writes stuff that's fun to read yeah yeah, yeah. even if you like disagree with it it's like the 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 flow of the writing is fun and that's something that i think a lot of people have actually lost like Mm. a lot of the time even people who are trying to write the stuff that's funny it isn't fun to read i don't think i think half the time my stuff isn't like as fun to read as i would like i i mean i'm not a i was not as good a writer as 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 many people i'm certainly not as good a writer as as freddie but like when i think i do my best like I'm, I'm like I will read something back that I've read and be like you know even if I don't necessarily 100% agree with myself anymore I'm like that was fun and like, also that yeah. that was a thing which only you could have written at that yeah, moment exactly right? it was expressing something that wasn't yeah. just like a series of you know <laughs> like there was a thing a stochastic I was, parroting or whatever I was right? yeah I was looking at it the other I was looking at something the other day to because to, to, for something else I'm writing and it was um it was the thing I wrote about not using Twitter anymore and I had mm. a line in there about um about <laughs> Dominic, Dominic Cummings used to run the government and now he's basically Basically, a low tier rationality fanboy, and I was like, the, the the way that I phrased it, what was it <laughs> like low tier? Yeah, well, like it was, it was the way I, I just, I just, well, I'm not gonna. It's like bronze forum member, shit. right? Yeah, literally. I was like, I, I, I was just like, you know, that's a sentiment that I, a I still agree with, and b I thought I expressed in like quite a like a way that I found like enjoyable mm. to read again, and that's what I'm looking for ultimately. Like, I think when I'm, you know. Reading something or listening to something is I think like Twitter is a little bit like a kind of flypaper for that kind yeah. of for that. It's like Elon Musk mm. as a kind of the spider yeah. that got caught on the flypaper. Yeah. Well, right? actually, actually, that was something that um, uh, Sasha Chapin wrote something about Twitter, which was um, it basically like effectively like the same sort of thing that I wrote, but like without the uh, and I'm not going to use it anymore mm-hmm. ending to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, one of the things that he noted was basically like the way that Twitter compresses ideas is it's a it, it like gets it, it generates ideas that are like mimetically sticky, whether or not they're true mm. or whether or not they're like they're things that like feel good. You know, in the, in the same way that like again, I think this you know the thing that we're talking about is like it often incentivizes things that feel good in the mouth, right, mm-hmm. or things that feel good to listen to people say in, in some way. Whereas Twitter feels things that like feel good in the brain good to yeah. read you know things that that, that that come off the page in specifically an in that, that format and yeah. arranged in that yeah. particular or like way the, right? the capture your imagination in a certain way yeah. although I did I, I was looking at someone someone linked me something the other day and I found I saw a tweet I saw one of the long tweets and I'm just like this is weird. It's yeah, like Mastodon. It's, it's, right. it's, <laughs> it's not like right. tw- this isn't it shouldn't be this. Like mm. it's fine on Mastodon. It is weird on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very strange. I, I, I like. 
it's it's weird. Like I know this is a, this is a weird thing to say, mm. but like obviously in 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 many ways, you know, we 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 live in the UK, a country where civil society is sort of slowly falling apart. Like mm. the, the the sides are definitely the, the bits are definitely coming off, but. It is almost as you know, like I had. They were of, always like those yeah. fake veneer bits anyway, but now they're yeah. not really. They're not yeah, serving they're, an aesthetic just, like, purpose Hanging anymore. off, yeah. Because well, yeah. I like I had to get a blood test for reasons that I'm sure we'll get onto eventually uh, this morning. But mm. I was I, I I I this was this was something that I, I booked two weeks ago it's mm. at the drop the notional drop-in center mm. at the Hove Polyclinic um, because a you can't go to your GP for anything anymore. You just you know, it's not a thing. Um, and B, like they, the the drop-in centre now requires you to book two weeks in advance, mm. and that two weeks was the earliest I was able to get it, which is kind of weird. I know, I feel like that's not the way that it should go, but whatever. Um, and like that, you know, that's all very like bad and disquieting, and you know, fuck me, uh, you know, if I had a more serious health condition, uh, you know, presumably there's be... some kind of triage, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess until I was like, they urgent, know yeah, urgent, how yeah, serious yeah, yeah, yeah. this is, urgent, st- urgent stuff still going. Like you know, fair enough. You know, if you go to A and E, you're gonna get, you're gonna get looked at eventually. But like, it's not. You know, it, it's still very much like I rem- I still remember. You know, as I'm sure you do, like when you'd be able to get a GP appointment the same day you would go there it would be a pretty mm. easy and smooth experience it might be it like be... you'd go there and they'd say well we haven't got anything until the afternoon but yeah. we can squeeze you in yeah exactly and at like four or something yeah. and then they'd you know that would yeah, be yeah, it right yeah. you, you, yeah. you, 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 you would squeeze bad. you in yeah exactly well can you squeeze me in yeah. no, I can squeeze you in yeah 350 yeah. Um, and then and it would be you know sort of I don't know. It's not, not like reminiscing about the glory days in the 90s, but, you know, they were certainly better in terms of being able to... I think it was like doctors. that 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but the the thing that um, that sort of, like, is quite disquieting to me in a weird sort of way is the feeling that Twitter's breaking. <laughs> like, because obviously it always used to be broken, you know, mm. fail well, all that, et mm. But, like, Twitter, for a while, I was just like, it was. It sort of felt like a utility, you know, it had the feel of a utility, you know, that sounds, sounds stupid. Yeah, silly it's quite a simple thing, yeah, right? It was, it was sort of, it felt like quite basic. It basically did the same sort of thing for ages, and now it's sort of like breaking slash going away, and that just feels weird to me. In a way that, like, Facebook doesn't, because I don't really care, and I've not used Facebook in even longer than I've not used Twitter. Mm. Um, but Twitter, at least, I you know, I still go on to like post the episodes of the podcast, or occasionally to you know look at something that someone sent me, and it's it's weird to see it like decline, like obviously yeah, decline. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's it's, yeah. it's like I don't know, like it's just it's, it's well, it's always weird when yeah. there's something which you remember being new and then it gets yes, old. Yes, yes. Like when I started to notice Dreamcasts that were all like I'd gone yellow. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I remember watching yeah. News Round and yeah. it, there being a segment on the, the Dreamcast yeah. and the fact that it was new and it was coming out and seeing it in yeah. all those like. E3 type thing. And that's that's I'm, what's happened to Twitter, right? It's yeah. gone yellowed I'm, I'm a, and <laughs> capacitors are starting yeah. to pop. I'm aware that Mimetic Hazard is you know, the, the, the internal battery on the cartridges of the, of the N64 is running out. I'm aware that like Mimetic Hazard is increasingly becoming a podcast about us feeling old, mm. um, given that we started. As, as Joseph mentioned last week, I, I, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning this, but feel free I to edit out if you well. don't. Joseph didn't sleep very well last week, and he sent me messages being like, you know, back when we started the podcast, I would have like deliberately stayed up all night and still been able to do the podcast, yeah, 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 which yeah. at the time would have been three hours long rather than the two yeah. hours we do now, which is very funny, right? Like, it's, 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 but like, genuinely, it is weird because. Because, like, it, it, you know, again, it's something where you have this continuity, right? It's something we have literally been doing since our, since our very early 20s. Mm-hmm. So we were both 21. Mm-hmm. And now we are both pushing 30. By pushing, I mean two months for me, three months for you. <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and then it's like, you know, we're, we're that, at that point, it's like, I, I think, I don't know, like, I feel as though I have been now, it's like, 
aging actually seems real to me. Like yeah, be, yeah. beyond because you know, when you're a kid, you go from like one to you know sort of naught to like you know 18, most 17, of your conceptual life experiences like before yeah. your age seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Right? Then, whatever but, people but like say. at that point, your your growing up is basically like physical development. Yeah, and then you have a little while of like you're basically stable as a, someone who can effectively you you don't really get you know if you're, if you're 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 like us, you don't really get super ill most of the time. You're basically fine. You can kind of stay up all night if you really want to. Uh, you'll feel a bit tired, but whatever. You can just yeah. kind of eat like shit, and it won't affect you too too much. Yeah. And then eventually you hit a point, and like it is, it feels quite on the nose that I feel like I'm, and I think presume you as well, are sort of hitting it. Like it feels different. I feel like I'm hitting it now that I'm turning thirty. Yeah. And like, I mean, it doesn't help that I might have a heart condition. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's one of those things. Where I just like, I really was expecting that to come a bit later. Um, but like. So I'll, I'll get into that in a bit, but um, this is making it fun to listen. Yeah, yeah, to, right? exactly. This is, this is putting the hooks in for for, yeah. for, 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 for the bit, for the bits that are to come. Um, or I might do what that video that Bassie and I got obsessed with briefly, the uh, the desire system, which is just like say, but I'll get I'll get to that later, and then not hmm. get around to it at all. Um, <laughs> but it's it. I think what what. Um, being a bit older and again i'm aware that it's funny for me to be saying this as someone who isn't not even yet 30 it will just get but, less yeah, less yeah, and less yeah. funny that's the <laughs> best thing about it <laughs> but what what it, what it gives you is it means that you you now actually have lived for long enough to have seen stuff repeat cha- yeah reason that's, seen stuff repeat you've seen the cycles yeah, yeah. you've seen stuff change and then change once back. you've seen the same thing mm-hmm. happen like x number mm-hmm. of times yeah it's just like you just really want to start saying to all the younger people than you. This is you'll see this. What you'll see. What you. This is what you. When you start thinking, oh yeah, the people I know that are like younger than five or ten years younger than me. I just really want to say to them, yeah, that thing that you do. That's a, just a thing that everyone does, and that's yeah. just a thing. And you'll see that that thing is another thing when you get to my age, and you'll yeah. see it again, and then you'll see it again after that as well. Yeah. And but you, what 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 thing makes you want to say that? It's a dis- real desire I have to want to say that to people. <laughs> but that's just what older people used to say to me. Yeah, when I was younger. it's 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 very strange that I am now. I, I, I like you know both 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 in you we're know, both young twenty yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but both like, both physically and mentally, I feel like I'm turning into my dad um, mm. in more the one and i definitely remember because like you know my my parents had me when they were quite young which means that by the time that i was i would have been i would be like if if i had had a kid at the same age that my parents did the child would be like four nearly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and that's well that's weird um but also it's funny because like i would just be starting to like have memories and like the memories that i had at the time were of my parents having like you know in jokes and stuff of the same variety that I have with yeah. all my friends, think of all just these, like these jokes about jokes, things we which presumably yeah. they had in jokes from yeah. before you were born that mm. they were still in joking about yeah. from when they were like younger. Yeah, and so that's just like a thing. And yeah, it is just yeah. weird to think about that. To think about like all these like little artifacts that like you know belong to my parents that I've you occasionally see, and I just think yeah, probably when like my mum or my dad like bought that or got mm. that they were like younger than i am now yeah. and like that's just a thing that they've owned now since like my mum has like uh like curtains or duvet covers and shit that she bought when she got her first flat that she first rented when she was like 23 nice and they're still yeah. like basically brand mm. new because she's one of those people that looks after yeah, stuff very yeah, well yeah. right but it's just so many things like that where i'm like oh that's just a thing now that's like 40 years old and there's there's probably things that I own that are kind of yeah. like this where I'm just going to own them for until I'm eighty. Or the, the, the duvet covers that that my my parents like eighties like early eighties yeah. duvet covers yeah, yeah, in yeah. this case fucked up. The, 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 the duvet covers my 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 parents give me when I go to stay are the duvet covers that I had when I was a child mm. and like I was just like 
these are probably going to be the duvet covers that like my children get given when they go to stay around my parents in you know yeah, well, 10 exactly, years or whatever exactly. like you know it's going to be like that forever <laughs> um, it's like my mum's got this spider plant right that she got mm-hmm. like 10 years before I was born and I like to think of it as like my older sibling <laughs> and that she like looked after it you know for a, sort of my step sibling the spider plant but it's had kids now it's got loads of kids I there's know, loads it's... of other so I've got these like nieces and nephews that <laughs> spider one of them's in there oh, lovely. The spider plant in there is a is it technically a niece or nephew yeah. or i don't know what the them? the not the the non-binary sure. um pibbling is it a pibbling <laughs> sorry there was a, i believe there, there was a conversation in in the pub between i think a pub, Carly, between Carly the pub and and some, 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 some folk and they were looking up they were trying to determine that and they 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 um <laughs> they, they came across the phrase uh, my non-binary <laughs> pibbling is called grunkle or some <laughs> shit like that and they just kept repeating it to each other <laughs> you want to just keep saying it yeah. once you've heard it, it. that that talk talk about things that have rhythm things that are like memetically sticky yeah um i don't think that that spider plant has a name though but it's getting on quite well where it is i was worried that it wouldn't like being just sort of adjacent to the you know when you're when you're doing stealth and you're like to the side of a window so you can look round and you're not actually like in the way of the window it was right there it was in a metal gear it's in a metal gear kind of thing but it doesn't it gets enough light and it's adapted itself phototropically to the right direction so that's good so yeah that's what you want yeah that's what we want. Have we got any cards, Joseph? We do. In fact, uh, I'm going to swap around something. Oh, I'm going to move this one because mm-hmm. this is very much related. Do objects have souls? Mm. Do we believe in animism? I was thinking, yeah, I was, I was reading something that was about, uh, it was a couple of days ago, but it was, um, was it a couple of days ago? Was it yesterday? I don't know. The days. Oh, my days. And the, the, um, it was about a philosopher that was kind of... It was more like the discussion that was on Hacker News, and I always like it when something like to do with philosophy comes up on Hacker News because you just get the most like dismissive kind of stuff, yes. and I find that very entertaining. The, just, sort of, the sort of stuff that... Um, there's something about someone just being really yeah. like doing a really idiotic, what they perceive yeah. as a takedown, but that's just really like dismissive that I find like quite entertaining. Who's right? the, the Engate... R.I.P. Mm. Yeah, Whatever yeah, happened yeah, to yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. Like well, Engate is the meta level yeah, of that yeah, because it's yeah. that on Hacker yeah, News, yeah. right? Which was, I, I, I was, I think the thing I was, I was getting at there was like, this is why I miss Engate because I don't yeah. get to see these things anymore because he would have had, well, they would have had fun with this, presumably. So yeah, they, they, yeah. They, I'm guessing the, the, the uh, it was, a, it was yeah. an interview or it was a thing about this uh, philosopher and she was talking about, um, the I was I can't exactly remember all the, 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 the but the thrust of it was effectively that there's like that she empathises with hoarders and she empathises sure. with people that have mm. like uh, very profound and strange relationships mm. with like material objects and what they mean for them. You're talking about like the people who fuck cars. Or like the was that a Channel Four thing? Probably. I was thinking about yeah. this right because there was someone of was talking about like something something and it's well it's not surprising this because did you know there's people that want to fuck a roller coaster yeah. or whatever? <laughs> and then I suddenly thought shit. Do you remember the noughties? Do you remember yeah, how yeah. It <laughs> was literally, yeah. if you went on Channel 4, yeah, every was, single uh, like trailer, yeah. like ad break, yeah. would be like, the woman that wants to fuck yeah. a, a It was, it was what, what I think uh, uh, Mitchell and Webb uh, caricatured as the uh, sensitive was freak the, show series, The Boy with the Arts Yeah. Oh, dear. I, I feel like, do they still make those? Or is that, because I haven't watched TV for I 10 years. I don't know. Yeah, They've I got d- to do so. It's probably like dressed up in a lot more sure, yeah. sensitive and less freak, yeah. but still with a little yeah, side a little of freak. Oh, look at this. Yeah. But no, it wasn't people like fucking their toaster. It was more just like people having like multiple toasters that they don't. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. But I guess it, that, there's like a boundary, right, between this kind of.
kind of like just oh I collect you know I collect the Funko Pops yeah. right which is obviously you know need, you basically just need to be sectioned yeah. right um, and then there's like the the kind of middle ground of like you know oh I just have a lot of nice things that I like and I have too many of them kind of thing yeah. and and then it, there's obviously like people that are keeping trash yeah and I was thinking about that because I was thinking about how like it's various people that I've known have had like different kind of like responses to that. Like I mentioned like my mum, right? My mum has a lot of like nice soft furnishings that she like just keeps in storage and doesn't really use. Sure. And a lot of like really nice tea towels that she bought because they'd just be really nice and she doesn't really want to use them because then they'd get, you know, tea on yeah. them or whatever. <laughs> or it's just like little things like that. And I was thinking about like, well, that's probably that. That's somewhere on the hoarding continuum, but I yeah. wouldn't consider that to be like hoarding. It's just like sure. it's, it's it's obviously from a uh, either a generation or a, or, a, or a way of looking at things that if you grew up like in the sixties or the seventies, you probably like didn't have that. You know, general just stuff for your house was quite expensive, yeah. and you know before that even more so, right? But our parents' generation were maybe like the last generation, maybe even our generation are still kind of slightly in that. But I feel like that at some point in you know the 90s or the 80s or the noughties or sometime in that 30-year period, just the general sort of what products were just became very throwaway and very replaceable. And it happened gradually, but it, it happened at the point where I think for most people it wasn't easy to to really have like a bond with like the tools that you used, whether that be like the spatula that you liked or whatever. It wasn't like in that same kind of thing. It had to be something that you would be... Not exactly odd, but you'd have to be... Some people were into that and some people weren't. Some people would, you know, they'd have something for a long time, some people wouldn't. And I was thinking about that and thinking about, like, well, in terms of, like, sentimentality and in terms of interpreting... Interpreting. Interpreting. Interpreta- inter- in terms of an interpretational, uh, you know, interpretation of this kind of thing, does it indicate some kind of, um, like... Can can you use that relationship between a person and their <coughs> objects, the things they own or the things they interact with, to glean something more like inherent about those objects that can be conceptualized in terms of those objects having either a kind of soul or a kind of purpose or a kind of meaning or a kind of agency sure. that the objects wouldn't normally be said to have if you were just treating things, you know, like, oh, we're just a collection of atoms bouncing around. We don't have agency, even though we have a brain or whatever. How far do you extend that? Can you extend that to the idea that, you know, if somebody builds a, a thing and then they die, yeah. that thing was built for a purpose and has mm. inherent meaning in it in the same way a book does or whatever? And that, you know, the, talking to per, a person can change you as a person in the same way as reading a book, yeah. but could not using a really well-made knife change you as a person? And if so, is there not agency imbued yeah. in that knife? And so on and so on. People, That's people the thing have, I was thinking you know, about. Experiences in, like, I don't know, think about like certain religious buildings people are overcome with mm, you know, mm, sort mm. of the, 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 the experience of being in, I don't know, Lord's Cathedral or whatever. Like mm. there is, there is certainly, I don't know, I, I because I'm, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a sap, I guess. I do have a somewhat. Uh, I have an animist sympathies, shall we say? Mm, mm. Um, I really like the fact that Japanese people call things like you know, call, you know, treat things as people to an extent. Mm. Like they, you know, they refer to like Mount Fuji, like, nice Fuji San, or yeah, Nice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> they sort of like like things have things are, 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 are personalized in that way. Um, uh, this might come back to uh, classic Mamha's bit. Um, uh, Ivor the engine, where mm. famously a train. Well, that's is a very good like example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, the, the thing about Ivor the engine is he's he's treated like, like it's not it's not even he's treated like a pet exactly. He's treated like so. Ivor the engine is a is a he's a beast of burden really. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's, Ivor the engine is a is a 
uh, kids TV show it was a <clears throat> originally a black and white cartoon cartoon it was like hand animated kind of thing for BBC and then they did a colour series for ITV later mm. and it's about a, uh, a, 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 a locomotive uh, in Wales and something I didn't realise I didn't. I guess I didn't, didn't really consciously click is that, uh, that neither of the small films guys were actually Welsh so all of the like Welshism is just like the most like Welsh stereotype stuff when you listen to it it's quite like obvious that that's the case but it's quite funny all, all sort of yeah. uh, televisual media yeah. produced in the United Kingdom yeah. before like probably the 80s yeah. or <laughs> like that yeah they're, they're the called, exception they're, of maybe yeah. like Coronation Street yeah because <laughs> they're, they're all called like Die and Jones and it's, it's, it's just like like, you know, obviously there are people in, in Wales with, you know, stereotypically Welsh names, but like everybody has the most stereotypically Welsh names and speaks in the most stereotypically Welsh way. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... Just so, go through the yeah. under milk wood yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's basically, <clears throat> it's uh, the, the story of an, a, 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 tra- a train, the, the, the engine, who wants to, he, he goes to do a delivery in a nearby town and they leave him on the siding, and he hears the choir singing, and he wants to sing in the choir. Hmm. And they go, they effectively his, his driver, because his his driver is connected enough to the, the the engine that he works with to know when he's not quite right, says, you know, he's he's he's, he's like there's something wrong with him. And they they, they take him to see the, the engineer, the chief engineer of the the, the railway says, uh, there's nothing mechanically wrong with him. It's my belief that he's upset. You didn't speak unkindly. You didn't speak harshly to him or accuse him of something you didn't do, did you? Mm. And they were like, no, we wouldn't do that. And it's just like this, this like treating him like a, it's not exactly like a pet, right? It's like, because there's clearly something about like, he is treated as a conscious being. It's, mm. almost, it's almost like the closest I could think of is like, like like one of the Transformers or something like that. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's apparently, I don't know, I didn't read many of the Transformers comic books, but there was a while where the Transformers comic books were quite highly regarded. And there was a whole thing where it was like, obviously, you know, as a Transformer, the, the gimmick is they turn into like, you know, whatever. But there, there was some thing that someone played around with the idea that like, there was a group of Transformers who had this belief that, like, if you transformed into a tape player, that was almost like your like genetic destiny kind of thing, which is like right, you're right. built for that, and like that your 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 construction is your purpose, kind yeah. of thing, which is quite funny. And, and this is almost the opposite of that, right? Because it's like <clears throat> he's a train, but they go on a little mini quest he wants where to they be go. A and, yeah, he wants to be a transformer. He wants to he wants to sing in the choir, yeah. and so they go on a little quest around the, around the place to like. Um, you know, to, they go to uh, Mr. Morgan again, uh, parody of Wales, uh, where 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 he, Mr. Morgan, who who Mr. Morgan the roundabout, uh, who can have a lot of angry the, Mr. Morgan yeah. saying, "I'm not a stereotype." Yeah. <laughs> who who runs the uh, runs, runs the local fairground, and he he they get, they get the steam the steam organ off his old his old roundabout, and he they they. He, they, they try to buy it off him and he says he won't sell it to them unless he knows what it's for and they say it so that Ivor can sing in the choir and he gives it to Ivor as a present because he wants Ivor to be able to sing in the choir hmm. and it's it, it's it, it's a real I don't know I, I really like it's very that. heartwarming yeah exactly it? and it's like this is what I, I obviously it's slightly different in this case because it's an imaginary sentient train mm. but I do I do I definitely have more between that and like it was one of the good things about Andor as well. I know I went on about it before, but like the way that droids are treated in Star Wars, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like their property. Like one of the first things in, even though they're clearly people, like yeah. RTD2 has been around for like 95% of the most significant events in galactic history by the end of the, of yeah, the series. Yeah, 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 but yeah. like he's still someone that gets, they, they're still, him and C3P are still like bought and sold like all the way through. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, in, in Andor, there's this droid called B2, which is basically like, he's like the, 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 the old family dog. Um, and there's several parts where it's like he basically gets like treated by the the goodies 
as like you could tell someone's good because they treat him like a person because he's like mm. he's one <clears throat> spoilers but at one point he's actually no i'm not gonna i'll try and phrase it in a non spoiler way uh, there's a I'm certain do point the spoiler but... with uh, yeah, pigeon go, sound yeah, yeah. <sighs> hang on <sighs> If you, if I can't do it, you can't do the spoiler. So. <laughs> so he gets, he gets, he gets left alone for. Or he, he's, he's not, he's without an owner for a while, and he, he's basically like in, in the house, and he doesn't want to be on his own. So he persuades um, Brasso, who's like a friend of the main characters, to like stay in the house with him because mm. he doesn't want to be on his own, and he does, mm. and it's very sweet. And the inciting incident in one of the, at the, at the sort of the one of the climax bits of the show is there's there's a big speech that somebody makes but the point at which everything kicks off isn't the point at which the speech is made it's the point at which uh one of the imperial officers kicks over the robot right, right because right, everybody right. just like absolutely kicks off at that it's like yeah. i i'm again obviously something that behaves and, and acts like a thing and it's slightly less to do with you know object object but i definitely feel as though there is value in even if i don't necessarily believe in you know, I'm not like an object-oriented ontologist or whatever, mm-hmm. or, 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 or a true animist. It's more that there's like yeah. moral value. Yeah, in it. I think there's there's definitely a oh fuck, then I sound like some fucking <laughs> strategy or whatever, which is you know like like that you, you persuade people that it's true even if it's not true, uh, which isn't what I mean. I mean that I think there is definitely a component. Uh, there's a way in which I think believing that objects have souls is good and beneficial, right? Like, mm. it, you know, you everybody laughed, you know, it's a little lol at Marie Kondo being like, thank the socks for their service or whatever. No, that's good. Do mm. it, I think. Mm. Um, thank your I socks. Think, I think, well, know, that's the thing, because like, yeah. I see that as a kind of, it, it's about like respecting or appreciating the things that mm. are around us and yeah. the work that went into them, yeah. right? Because I, I do see it as a kind of like, well, everything was made by a person, yeah. right? Usually. Or something that made that thing was made by a person. Yeah. So in a way, they're all imbued with, you know, this kind of thing. And if they're an entirely natural artifact, then that's worthy of, of you know, respect as well, right? Yeah. And I feel like that it's it's almost that it's so easy to be surrounded by so many things that are ostensibly valuable, but due to just the huge number of yeah. quantity of them, they become really easy to overlook. Mm. I think that it's you almost need to over-adjust and probably thinking of things as having souls is a bit like that. Yeah. Does the sun have a soul? Oh, is, is this that that that? that well, thing the thing that, is, that, I actually I wasn't thing. thinking yeah. about that, yeah. but then I actually just remembered it. Yeah. So it's that actually was, almost was the really, same. Kind of really thing, interesting. Um, uh, I think it was a uh, Rogers Bacon Secret of Storm article, hmm. which is is the sun alive? Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically like you know, some there's a guy who you know, sort of, I think he quotes who is like teaches a course in I think he calls it like stellar biology or astrobiology or something like that. Which is basically if you look at like the you know sort of standard definition of um you know uh like like life right mm-hmm. if you look at look at look at the way that you know the sort of uh, well, i mean not exactly like it's not mrs gran or whatever the fuck you know but like a lot of the a lot of the things that you would consider colloquially to be alive um you could consider the sun by that metric to be alive like it you know it's sort of constantly they have a metabolism itself, yeah metabolism they draw going, in draw stuff in, in. it put, expels yeah. waste um, they reproduce. Yeah, there's a, a theory, you know, a sort of maybe slightly wacky theory that like all of human society is secretly being managed by uh, like the sun. The does thing sun is, that is and, the one that I found yeah. the hardest to believe because yeah. how does the sun measure? Yeah, what it's doing because it, in order to let's say you're a, you're a star, yeah. or at least it could be a video game, right? Yeah. You're you're in charge of the star. Yeah. And it's like a god game, right? Yeah. And you've got this planet and you've got yeah. to like alter the ionosphere of the planet yeah. and fuck about in yeah. such a way that it causes life to evolve and the yeah. pyramids to be built or whatever. Uh, and, and Ra to be part of their culture, yeah. right? 
and you're doing that but how do you get the data back obviously sure. you can send out yeah. you know mm. solar radiation in particular ways to move all the specific clouds in certain ways that you know using butterfly effects and stuff because you're an enormous star full of loads of plasma and yeah. as that plasma moves around it performs electronic circuits yeah. which actually are, are your brain the right Boltzmann brain of the exactly right exactly yeah. um but the how do you actually see because I don't think that there's sense organs. I don't see how yeah. anything that the sun's made out of can constitute a sense organ. All the all the solar flare or the, the solar see, wind is all going like in the other sun. way. Yeah, you don't see anything. It's too bright. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bright. Yeah. No. I, 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 yeah. Again, might I think... they pick up uh, radio waves? Potentially, but maybe like, oh, that would take. But a that would while. you'd have to yeah, just yeah. feel a really real, real numbers. <laughs> real maybe all of the suns are trying to do this, and only ours is any good at it. <laughs> They're all just quite shit at it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things where, like, I like the idea of thinking of the sun as something that is alive, but obviously. The further you get into the wackier ways of thinking about that, the less I buy in. I like the idea that they push off sort of jets of yeah. They 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 have like a reaction control system or like a little little thrusters, and so in theory you could look at the motion of all of the all the stars and work yeah. out whether they were like naturally, you know, whether they were moving in a way that's sort of Newtonian or whether they were like had had a kind of corporeal kind of thing going on. I don't know. I think it's true. Let's just yeah, say it's let's true. Let's go for it. Let's I say, like the idea. Say, yes. of it. Also, I think it makes a lot of sense to worship the sun. I think mm. we need to bring that back. I think sure. it's very good. I think it's a cool idea. I think that's uh, paganism. Yeah. I'm going to burn you at the stake. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the end of winter. So this is seasonal. This is to do with the sun too. Yeah. Uh, winter is still technically in effect. We're still currently in winter technically, according to uh, the definition of how long winter is supposed to be and when it's meant to end. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with that definition, but I don't really. I'm not sure. I feel like winter and summer should be longer and yeah. spring and autumn. We've talked about this yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah. But we're still technically in winter. What I originally wanted to put down was, well, it's March. That's spring, right? Yeah. But, of course, it's like March the 21st or something or the 20th. Um, so I was, I, what I wanted to write down is why is it still winter? It feels like it should be spring spring by now and it's it's still a bit too cold it's a bit chilly but i will say one there's thing daffodils that I, yeah the, 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 the odd, there's one yeah. we've got out of there's like eight daffodils yeah. on our balcony is one that's sprouted there are a lot really of doing well and the others don't give a shit <laughs> there are a lot of little flowers in valley gardens that are looking a bit weedy just because i think people are always trampling over them to get to the bus, take shortcuts across the thing <laughs> for the bus design um, paths that I, I i something i was looking at the other day was uh the time and date uh, dot com. Mm. That's what it. Excuse me. Either timeanddate.com or dateandtime.com. Um, sunlight, sunrise, sunset time map. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Sort of shows you all the, and they've got a day length map as well. And I realised that like from the from the absolute depths of winter, you basically have like a seven hour day, mm. and now we're on to like twelve, thirteen hours. Yeah, it's, day. it's a and lot. It's like, yeah, it's it's nearly double, and it makes well, so it's much. Like the difference. curtains are open. Yeah. Right? Normally, when we're doing the podcast for the last couple of months, they're all yeah. closed because it's, it would have been dark for hours before yeah. you even started. It would have got dark yeah. at four, and we start the podcast at six. Yeah, right? well, I think because I, I, I think I got here a little bit early, like a couple of weeks back. Yeah. 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 And I was and like, it's still, light. it's still light. This yeah. is weird. What's going on? It doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 the 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 yeah. The, it is still a bit chilly, um, and that's not ideal. It's but, not been ultra yeah. cold, but it hasn't been. It could have been warmer. It could be warm at the moment. I think. Yeah, but I'm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic that it's going to be. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll ease ease into a mild. You know, true spring or whatever. Yeah, true be. spring. True spring. Sounds like a sort of fascist party. <laughs> um, 
The uh, I've still got the moths. That's something that I hope is a seasonal only thing. I've been seasonal killing about disorder. probably on average of three or four moths a day. Now that's that's bad. It's quite a lot of moths, right? Every time I the just moths have souls. Well, that's the thing. I yes, almost certainly. So I feel really bad about it, but I don't really know what to do. What I want is I've I've decided I don't necessarily. We talked about the moth yeah. two weeks ago, right? Or was it two? Yeah, wherever, wherever it was, we talked yeah. about the moth. Um, the moth murder spray, yeah. right? I don't think I want the moth killer anymore. I want sure. moth detector. Sure. I want to know where they're originating so I can, you know, I can, I want to relocate wherever it yeah. is they're spawning in. And, spawn point. Yeah, the spawn to get them, point. Pull the monster closet out. Yeah, yeah. Window, yeah. And Because I, I, I was certain that it was like in the cupboard. Mm. It, you just think, oh, it's the monster closet, right? Yeah. It's the, this is they're obviously coming from there. But they're never in that cupboard, which I'm glad about because that's where all the, the, the coats and things are. So where are they coming from? They congregate by the light, which I've talked about, because obviously they would because they're moths. Mm. But I don't know, are they, are they like hatching inside the carpet somewhere? And if so, That's are unsettling. they? Well, I don't think that they do because carpets are all polyester now, right? Yeah. So they don't really eat that. At least the larvae don't. So I don't know where they are. But And again, it's not quite like my home is literally full of moths, but it's that... One bit. I did one have to bit wade through a lot of moths on the way the up the stairs. Moth there. corpses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It's just very. I mean, it's, well, here's one. Look. Fuck. Yeah. They're just everywhere. And that's a dead one. But yeah. Just for an example. I feel like we used to have. This is one of those things where I'm just like, I, I, I guess, I just, we just used to. I used to be so used to that because we used to have them all over the fucking place in Freehold, or at least in my in my room in Freehold. Mm. Those lads would be just everywhere. The little moths, <laughs> yeah. those specific type. And it doesn't seem that there's a really. Yeah. There isn't a robust way of dealing with them because other than... The thing is, apparently, a lot of them don't even cause that big of a problem with eating your clothes. Sure. It's only if you get, like... If you're just really unlucky that they just happen sure. to start doing it. Yeah. Because it's something... But I'm hoping that it will be a seasonal thing. Yeah. Because it might just be the fact that it's, like... Uh, it was really... It was a real cold snap, yeah. right, in the winter and in December or whenever. And at some point, I switched all the heating on and it went from being very cold in here to very warm. And I reckon that's when they started to appear... Yeah. And that's when the moths started to to proliferate, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking that presumably, as the season goes on, mm. hopefully that will they'll go through some kind of cycle where they're, they'll eventually leave yeah. or stop or something. I don't know. I don't Just know anything. If you're a moth expert, then yeah. you need to please moth experts, please, please give me in. some help. And if you know anything about the episode of yeah. Moth, <sighs> I um, I... have you ever had any uh, infestations? Uh, we used to get ants in Freehold periodically, mm. uh, just in the in the downstairs. It seems like that that would be a place yeah. that would get ants. They, they weren't. They, 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 I don't think they've done it. They did it in the last. I mean, obviously, I've not lived there for a few years now, but they haven't done it for a while. Mm. Um, did we get much else in the way of infestations? I don't think so. I think when I was at my living at my mum's, there was ants because I left the windows open too long in the summer, like for a few days, and then they just came in, and then I had ants, and then I bought loads of anti-ant, you yeah. know, sit, yeah. sort of uh, products. But it didn't really. They just left of their own accord after a while because they didn't. They didn't, didn't like care. It. They didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you didn't make them welcome. There was probably like, like oh, three or four oh. little crumbs that they found yeah. and got really into. And then once they'd eaten those, they yeah. left. So the pheromone trails led them away. Yeah. I. I. I what, what this has made me think of is in like year three or something. I remember studying. Um, it's a Christina Rossetti poem. Um, about it was it was i can't remember what the exact line was but it was basically some hippie shit about help every living thing 
or something something butterfly or moth with dusty wing and i just remember as an edgy uh mm. seven you know whatever like fucking nine year old you're however old you are when you're in year year three uh i was just like kill every living thing <laughs> <laughs> fuck moths and dusty their dusty wings and i was They're just like so I, I was convinced that that was yeah moths are really dusty it's really that's the worst thing about them yeah is there any um, moth no, no there's a little bit of moth dust for fuck's sake yeah it's very clever though the moth mm. dust. It's like talcum powder, right? <laughs> so they don't get stuck in spider webs. Ah, that's why they. That's re- that is. It is yeah, really okay. That's that's that. I, I I admire moths more now. That's why the spiders haven't had any luck. Yeah. Because what I want really, I want the spider yeah. to catch the fly, except it's a moth. Yeah. I want if I can import some really good little spiders. I don't like spiders that much, but I'm not when they're a specific type. I yeah. the type that are well behaved, yeah. sit exactly in the corner of yeah. a room in a yeah, kind yeah, of six yeah. inch by six inch like. Uh, they've, triangle. Got they've got their little triangle yeah. in the corner a little little bit and then that, they just catch anything that comes near yeah. I effectively just want the biological version of those um, insect those those things with the UV lamp behind them and <laughs> the grill that's set yeah. a thousand volts or whatever <laughs> like the BBC <laughs> 2 ident yeah <laughs> I want a BBC 2 yeah one of those um <laughs> but I wonder, you know, I think spiders might be a good first Just try. Just imagining like this space up here on your yeah. wall being like all of the different BBC two items. It would you've be got, like hell, that one. That would be like, hell in a studio because of all the like RF interference. <laughs> 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 it would be useless. But yeah, I guess you the could get the little fuzzy one, the little one that's the, the, the guillotine yeah. one that's yeah. like shock. <laughs> You could have that on a little thing, right? I wonder what I could sharpen the corner of the two and just. I'm I'm sure you can. I'm sure it's it's very easy to find out. But like, I wonder what the items are like for BBC Two now. Like, do you have this little? Didn't they just go back to them for a while? Right? They went back to the '90s BBC Two items for quite uh, maybe a few years. I think it was originally like a kind of oh BBC Two's 50 years old kind of you know like celebration thing. But then I think they kept them on because I don't know if they still have them now. I think they probably have different ones. Yeah. But there's something I was saying for years. They should just bring those back because but it wasn't really the point that they should bring them back it was more that the other ones just weren't quite as good those had a kind of um an eeriness to them that i think was is kind of lost i feel like a lot of 90s kind of a visual design uh identity like brand identity type stuff you know sound design like for ident music and stuff it had this kind of eerie cinematic like creepy thing that was very at home with the idea of it's dark outside. You put the TV on this little glowing box in the corner of the room, and you see some, there's some kind of like spooky Corgan one, like pad <laughs> sound that like comes in, and some like little plinking sounds, and then there's like a kind of a very uh, simultaneously like abstract uh, shapes of like the two, but also in it rendered in a very concrete way out of physical actual materials that they filmed. There was this that was the aspect of it that that seemed very like it was almost like a collage, but they were making it using real objects and filming them in slow motion that that to me was very artistic and very like had a very specific vibe that absolutely nailed and i think the later vibes whether they nailed them or not were more just about here's a friendly tv channel that you can watch (laughs) not as compelling you're not you're gonna like oh that's you're not even gonna notice it right you're not gonna feel spooked by it as a kid there's no there's no the, the desire has gone from being to i mean to be fair it might just be that like people don't watch broadcast tv as much anymore so it's mostly about like we need a logo that's distinctive and a lot like you know sort of yeah basically we need like consistent color consistent logo whatever you know it's a it's, it's just becomes more about the uh ability to project external brand identity in uh you know just sort of a, a two second like you know those like shitty netflix ones yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than what this you know what they are in um 
you know, in, in the old days, which is, you know, a little bit of breathing room between between things that we were watching. Yeah. You know, that's a little bit I feel like that we've kind of lost a lot of that, like, you know, it's sort of the idea of, like, in-band signalling, where it's like you distribute the metadata about a thing within the thing itself rather than outside of the thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, I don't know what the... You know, like, the, the fact that, like, when you press touch tone, um, uh, t- you know, like, a keypad on a phone, the sound that is sent uh, over the... Uh, phone line is a series of sine waves, yeah, yeah. hopefully, that are at the right frequencies. Yeah. But that's sent on the same channel as yeah, yeah. the thing. The metadata about the phone call is distributed using the phone call, right? Uh, that kind of thing, because everything now is like a lot more like an API with different headers and different footers yeah. and different body content, there isn't really that degree of, of like, there's a lot more separation now between like meta content and content. And I think it's led to meta content being much less visible and being a lot more like simple and not having the same degree of flourish to it, right? Yeah. Like you don't tend to see, other than things that are like a hallmark of the thing itself, it's like how like Netflix skips um, credits, right? Or like, or like a lot of things are made without credits, which is something I've heard. I, and it's not like the majority of things, but you can imagine in 10 years it might be. Yeah. You just might not see the credits on the end of something because that just will stop being a thing. Or like title cards for yeah. TV episodes, right? If you w- start watching a TV show, you don't necessarily need the the little or whatever. Or like there's just a little thing at the bottom at the beginning saying the name of the episode or like in Doctor Who where it yeah. appears. Like th- those sort of things just aren't like necessarily needed now because you're not viewing something in a context to which you've only got access to like the radio times Mm -hmm. and also like the tv screen live as it's going out and i feel like that that uh, it's not that we've necessarily like lost that much in that but it's we have definitely lost something um and maybe it's just people like us that are maybe like too... <laughs> people who talk too... about people who know the names of multiple but... different uh, classes of <laughs> yeah. Like, like I but I know what you mean because it's sort of it's one of those things where there's almost a kind of weird the fact that it's such a constrained medium yeah. like that's like a, t- a TV opening sequence right like yeah. it forces it forces the, the creators to be creative about that stuff as well yeah like you have to integrate that into the thing you know Doctor Who opening is a prime example yeah. that is you know obviously like the idea of a theme it's tune an, or whatever it's an abstract is, yeah. kind of music is very abstract right it's yeah. one of the most abstract <clears throat> types of art yeah and then you have that with this abstraction of the of the the stuff that appears on the screen and yeah. the, the only thing that isn't really abstract is like the the, the words that appear in the title sequence right yeah. they tell you what the thing is but other than that it's yeah. just this kind of it's able to sort of tug at the at like the, the the gut level of yeah. thinking rather than necessarily engage yeah. you on and you know it's almost like ritualistic right mm, it's mm. like you know that you're going into it i mean obviously one of the weird it's things it's like about, the lord's prayer yeah, right yeah one so of, it's always yeah. repeated exactly one of the, the thing weird things say. about doctor who 2005 dash question mark uh soon mm. <laughs> <laughs> is, is the is the uh, joke for the for the, uh, the 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 video podcast watchers mm-hmm. there? Um, is that like they started doing cold opens, which I don't think they did before that, right? No. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure Doctor Who. 1963 dash. They're probably do, it, there's probably yeah. like one or two where yeah. like, it probably like Trial of a Time yeah. Lord might have it. There's always <laughs> yeah. kinds of shit but, like that. But, but like what what you had with that was it would be you go from even you know, the, the TV co- movie yeah. doesn't have yeah. one. The continuity announcer would be and now 
Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah and, and and like you you go that because that that and at that point you're like right I'm being taken into this world right yeah. you are, I, I'm going into the you know the the, the, the world of Doctor Who the, yeah. you know this is the point at which reality departs and then they play it again at the end and then that's you, you it's, you're it's back into ends. yeah exactly yeah. and so rather than that book you've covers. got like you know and obviously the the idea of a cold it's like cover art on an album yeah, is yeah, the same yeah, kind yeah. of thing right cold opens are meant to stop that you know to like catch your attention right you're meant to be like something's going on immediately there's a mystery mm-hmm. what's happening you know and then you have but like the theme tune at that point is almost more like you know sort of some sort of like branding identity thing but you know in the case of things like doctor who it's like well everybody knows that the doctor who theme tune is a thing about doctor who right yeah, yeah. you know however much however much damage michael's done to it at this point i don't know he's not even on it anymore i imagine i've but, got no clue um but like it's great not not caring about doctor who anymore um but yeah, you know, if you think about anything, really, like you know, EastEnders is one, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like the 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 thing of, and I, I don't know whether they do cold opens. I don't think they do. I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure it goes from announcement into EastEnders. And again, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of sort of like it. What it's what brings you in, um, and but I guess that's also that's an artifact of linear broadcast television. Yeah. which doesn't really matter anymore because most well not most stuff the other thing is it's really dangerous because I, I start talking about it like oh yeah that's that thing that you know is still watched and you know <laughs> millions knows? of people Who still knows? watch broadcast TV but like you know yeah. for, for for sort of fucking you know um, the, the, the young-ish uh, <laughs> urban professions like ourselves it's way more that you know streaming services are the norm mm-hmm. like I only I, I, I got a TV license again like I guess a few months ago, maybe like the end of last year. Mm. I can't even remember why. Really, I was just like, Kat's been t- selling things you know, since she, yeah. she's been up in Yorkshire. Yeah. She's been like watching Emmerdale with her mum, and she's yeah. like, "Got to get a TV license." Got really into Emmerdale. <laughs> <laughs> there was a world. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Watch Emmerdale. Yeah, well, like, that's Kat the last say, time I like, saw it. Know, let's bring it back. Yeah. Like, and I was like, you know, all right, well, because we've got it now. You know, it's very it's dramatic. Nice appointment viewing. You know, yeah. we that, that's that's a thing that used to be. I guess it's like. In a, in a way, it's almost like the, the, there's there's a degree of this that is the thing that I talk about sometimes, which is when uh, when I was when I was a kid and I grew up in uh, a little village that's on the route for the London Brighton bike ride, hmm. and so because the London Brighton bike ride is really big, the village basically like shuts down for a sort of like morning and early afternoon, like the roads through close off because it's mm-hmm. all bikes. And everything, you know, sort of you have to move your parked car over to, you know, somewhere a bit further away and this and that. And basically what that creates is this sort of weird, like everyone can walk around the space. So it sort of creates this like unity. It creates, you know, a, th- a shared experience in a shared space. Yeah. You know, having well, a it's television like When they were resurfacing that, like, the, you know. uh, was it North Road or something? I mean, yeah. they're doing a lot in Western Road yeah, yeah. at the moment. But if, was it a couple of years ago? Was it before yeah. COVID or after? There was a whole point where that, that whole road down from the clock tower to the steam yeah. was just completely yeah. like you could just walk yes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. what was weird was a few people were walking on it but i was walking just in the middle of the road because i've yeah. never done that before yeah, so you yeah. never I just walked away but no one else was walking up yeah it, it, it just they were all staying on the pavement because it didn't seem like right to them but there was like <laughs> maybe three other people other yeah. than me that were just walking down the middle of the road the cool kids. and yeah yeah and I, I think maybe i went back the day like it was on like the weekend and i went back the day afterwards and yeah. more people were walking on the yeah. road so they eventually were taking advantage of it but there's something like that there's one of the oh, nature is healing kind of yeah. thing but, but yeah, it creates this like shared kind of like like space where the expectations of what the space is are like 
defined in a way that everyone can agree on yeah. and also that everyone can kind of feel like they're participating in something whether yeah. that's a, it goes back to the forum thing we were talking yeah. about earlier yeah but and what's yeah. what's funny is i remember reading because you do yeah, occasionally sorry, sorry you yeah. do occasionally get this when there's like a big new fad right yeah. when there's cereal or yeah. like tiger king yeah, yeah or you know but it's usually something where there's it's quite difficult to get everyone in on something yeah. right like I, that i remember when like there's i think there's a cow in a hob strip from like <laughs> I, you know, sometime in the ninety, the early nineties or whatever, where he's he's basically saying cable television means that we don't have bro- you know we don't have appointment TV mm-hmm. anymore. Not everybody's watching the same thing. How can we guarantee a monoculture? And his dad says, "Well, it's still Walmart and McDonald's that guarantee they don't come into our homes." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm nostalgic for well, yeah. again the 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 the, the, the early nineties, but also it's like that stuff in the early nineties. It's the weak source. This I, I do. It's the point where I thirty years ahead of yeah, his time, really. I right? genuinely feel like I. I'm turning into like someone who has well like, you know a not just a, a weren't the 90s better person but like being a weren't the weren't the 90s better person is also kind of like to an extent acknowledging that you've you've you, you kind of lost because you're you're doing the oh x was better but like it was i guess it was the 90s well, arguably the point at which it was like the tip the tip over from the the good bits of the old stuff with a fewer of the bad bits of the old stuff but you still had it was still like you know the the point at which you're, you're bemoaning the loss of television as a communal experience is the you know, yeah, you're like, yeah, like yeah. that you should really be looking for something a bit more concrete than that mind yeah. you the other day i read something to say that basically like when when uh, you know the written word was invented or you know like books were becoming popular everybody was giving out about how books were taking everybody's attention away so mm-hmm. all these things are always the same and yeah, everyone yeah, will yeah. always say them is it is it break time it I, is I break need some time. water it's break time <laughs> Hello. What's up? Um, oh, what the fuck was that? What? There was a. Oh yeah, that's the the um the water hammer. Oh, oh right. Fine. The, yeah, okay. the specifically the 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 valve in the toilet system in this yeah. flat is like the strongest thing in man to mankind. It's like <laughs> it has this like the power it has to you know to stop the flow of water in a very short amount of time is insane. It's I don't know what they call that. Uh, uh, what's it called, like jerk or something? <laughs> well, Which, like clean and jerk. Well, no, it's the the it's it's like you've got speed and you've got acceleration and then yeah. you've got the amount of you've got exactly you know the one the the. the uh, if you differentiate its acceleration, you end up with jerk, sure. which is like cubed or something. <laughs> That's what it's got. It's got a huge degree of jerk, nice. and it makes the entire like floor vibrate whenever the toilet finishes filling up. Yeah. So there you go. Hammer time. Yep. Um, things that you'd obviously enjoy. Mm, yeah, speaking of, of shared communal televisual activities, this is a thing. This is a category of thing which I'm the kind of person who... When a thing gets really popular and everyone starts watching it, I don't watch it. And then like five years later or or three years later or whenever I watch it. um, And I've been having this. I had this last week with the HBO Chernobyl series, which was massively popular. Mm. And suddenly, you know, because I don't really follow the new TV shows that are Mm. coming out. I remember when it came out, it was pre-COVID. I remember everyone saying when COVID was Mm. getting popular, people also got into it, I think, because it sort of seemed to mirror some of the some of the stuff that was that was happening at yeah. the time. But I, I never got round to watching it because I was like, 
I think when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I, th- I think actually when it came out was when I was moving house. Mm. And so I didn't have time to watch it. And then sure. I like, forgot about it. And then, you know, and then like six months later ish, then COVID happened and we're yeah. all indoors. And everyone's like, oh, this, you watch Chernobyl, this, the HBO thing. It's really good. And I remember saying to Kat, oh, should we watch that? Because it's meant to be, you know, it's, I think at that point it had won some awards or something. And I was thinking, oh, no, I'm really into Chernobyl. I was found it very interesting yeah. when I was about 15. I might have been because of that game coming out, Still whatever good. it was, or yeah, the, yeah. The, 25th anniver- the 20th anniversary of Chernobyl. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it must have been the 20th, right? And now it's like the. Anyway. Um, Will it be the 40th in a few years? Kind of fucked up. Um, don't think about that. And I remember like as like a like 15 year old or yeah. 13, 14 year old just being fascinated by it because it has all the ingredients uh, of a, a real world thing that was completely unique, yeah. extremely impactful, uh, horrifying, uh, mysterious uh, in like cultural ways yeah. and you know it had all the things that people that you know when you're like a kind of like a nerd who's like 14 yeah. it's like the thing that is very it's very it's got a lot of evocative right? stuff about yeah, it yeah, yeah. Like, you know how speaking of Doctor Who 2005 again Russell T Davis was very good at, well he was good at a number of things but one thing that he was very good at was coming up with like names for things that sounded cool yeah, yeah. even though he couldn't follow them up but yeah. like things where they, the, na- the things are called, got names like the elephant's foot yeah there's that's just so just really evocative I think it was that that you know um, Ukrainian scientists are just very good at coming up with names for yeah. things like there's a lot of things like that that you hear about in the thing but yeah that's specifically not the TV show that, that I watched but just the, the, the general history of the thing itself sure. and like being fascinated by it and being in the, it's essentially it, anything that you make about it is, is going to be like a disaster movie right it's going to be yeah. like titanic it's going to be yeah. like one of those kind of things but it's also going to be almost like because it's essentially there's like an exoticism to the the idea of like it happened in a soviet country it happened in the 1980s yeah. it, that obviously presumably appeals to a lot of people for whatever reason it appeals to people in the west yeah that was like a huge draw for people that's obviously worthy of like introspecting about what that means right but just thinking about it in general about like the the history of the thing itself and the fact that there's this high technological component but there's this high sociological component there's all this again it's like it's one of just one of those like nexuses right of like fascinating kind of thing and as a result it's one of those things where i presumably spent hours just reading about every single wikipedia Mm. article that i could and i think i even read a few like um things that like long long form articles Mm. that people had written like in the 90s like you know it's all about this when i was like a teenager and I think at some point when YouTube came around, it was one of those things where now and again, you know, probably the earlier kind of YouTube recommendation algorithms weren't quite so good. But back in the late noughties when, you know, you started to get TV programs that people would put up onto sure. YouTube. I'm pretty sure I watched like a couple of those. rips of like Time yeah, Watch or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I, yeah, like, literally like, ripped off a of VHS yeah. or something. And there was like a couple of, I think, like... 90s and noughties like things about Chernobyl like documentaries or like recreations and I don't think that they were like very good they were very much like that kind of like air crash investigation type of thing they were do you know what I mean they 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 had that real like you know how all like 90s or early noughties TV just had that fire this chicken at the elephant's foot yeah 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 Yeah. like yeah it's like a mythbusters thing right and so there, there was just this kind of like this is obviously like a really fascinating thing, but it was also like such a big thing that all, even compared to like an air crash in which like, you know, dozens of people died, it even has just a broader and more horrifying scope to it that like a low budget TV like drama documentary just can't really like 
It, it just seemed like one of those shovelware type of things. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. I, it wasn't that I ever felt like particularly dissatisfied because that was just all there really was, right? We hadn't got to prestige TV yet. <laughs> and, um, and then when this new series came out, it was one of those things where I just thought, well, this is something that I'm really fascinated by. And also I feel like the idea of thinking of it as a story does really move me, even without it being turned into a into a dramatic emotional yeah. portrayal of, of the people involved, right? And I remember thinking... Like, I've got to get around to watching this, but at the same time, the fact that it's got really popular mm. and the fact that everyone's talking about it put put me off. Because even though, you know, it's particularly, it's not particularly, like, unusual thing to be fascinated by. Yeah. There's loads of people that, you know, there's loads of people yeah. that are really into the Titanic. Yeah. There's loads of people that are really into... <laughs> Many of whom are friends of ours. Yeah, 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 yeah right? <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Like, there's loads of people that are into, like, this sort of, that, uh, the things that are of that sort. Yeah, big right? disasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big disasters of... Okay. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, to pick two random bits. What Robert Moses did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that—that's just things like that that like that are kind of within living memory. <laughs> the, the, but like the, the can- I mean? council developments in Brighton in the seventies yeah. and eighties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the car parks. What Beeching did with the rail network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, these all this kind of there's no branch lines for either anymore. Um, <laughs> It was. It was. But Viber was never nationalised. It was the Marionette and Lancelli Rail Traction Company Limited. Uh, anyway, sorry. Is that one of those sort of uh, orphan lines now? Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I, I eventually did get round to watching it last week, and um, obviously it was very good. Mm. It was as good as everyone said it was. I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, but I was talking to Kat about it because I was saying because she's you know, as I say she's away, and I was like, you know, I don't really know what to do this evening as you're not here, like are we ever going to watch the Chernobyl thing? And she was like, well, I said I didn't ever want to watch Threads. And Chernobyl <laughs> seems to be like on that sort of continuum. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, it seems like it maybe isn't quite so bad, but it's still quite bad. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, fair enough. I'm just going to watch it yeah. on my own. So you have like the five hour binge watch, mm-hmm. and which is probably the way to enjoy it. That's the, that's the way you're meant to watch TV shows. And uh, yeah, I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well put together. There was a lot of kind of very interesting, uh, like, I don't know if you've seen it, no. I, I really recommend it it's sure. definitely worth yeah, watching yeah, yeah. it isn't the problem is it's one of those things where like so there's an episode basically that deals with like the, physically what radiation yeah. does to you and it shows the people in hospital yeah, that yeah, have yeah. all their skin burned off and stuff yeah. and that is very horrific right it's really not good it's horrible yeah. to see right um, but what interested me about that specific episode is that it I mean you can't really do spoilers for this because it's a real life event you can look it up right you know what happened right um, but it, con- it the, the way that, the, that they, they structured that writing wise is they intercut those segments with the uh, scientist that's going to interview these people that were working in the in the uh, power plant to find out what happened and visiting them in the hospital right which is a horrific and horrifying scenes that just make you feel really sad right yeah. they 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 uh, interleave those with the characters of these miners who are basically some minister for coal or whoever shows yeah. up in in Tula and says to these miners right you're going to Chernobyl you're going to like dig a tunnel under the power plant and the guys just like well, hang on one second, like, tell us why, like, yeah. what are you fucking doing? Like, what's going on here? And he's like, I, I can't tell you why. And he's like, well, look, get your fucking guys with the guns to shoot us all then, and there'll still be some of us left over when you've run out of bullets, and then we'll fucking lynch you. <laughs> like, this is fucking coal miners, right? Uh, it's really good shit. And these guys, you're just really like, lads, 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 yeah, yeah. right? The Soviet coal miners, they're amazing, right? So you really like you really like these guys, and there's various just, like, segments with them in, yeah. which are intercut with these more harrowing, and they're yeah. almost like, it's not exactly the comic relief, because evidently these 
these people also like a lot of them didn't you know it's not they necessarily didn't like survive but a lot yeah. of them got ill later on yeah, because yeah. of this and um but the way that these people are presented and the way that the situations they're in like for example like something that actually happened yeah. was that while digging this tunnel they weren't uh, allowed to use because this was in the summer right it happened yeah. in uh, April or May or something like yeah. that. So they were digging this tunnel in May or June, yeah. um, and it gets very hot. Yeah. And so they're digging this, they're, they're, they're digging under the, the the power plant, and they're not allowed to use fans to keep themselves cool because it's like you know it's like uh, fifty degrees down yeah. there or some shit. Like it's just intolerable temperature they're yeah. digging in. But they're not allowed to use fans because it blow up radioactive dust. Yeah. So the guy comes out of his trailer or whatever to you know the foreman or the guy that's supervising the uh, this dig. And then all the miners are just completely nude. Like, and they're like, well, yeah. why aren't you wearing your protective gear? And, yeah. and then they're just like, look, you know as well as us that none of that does anything. So we just want to be like, like yeah. not as warm as we are yeah, in there. Yeah. We just want to like cool down. And you know that, you know. And there's just all these like sequences like that that are just very like, it, they're very like poignant and kind of like, they're entertaining in a kind of like dark way. And the fact that they in, intercut those with this, these very horrific scenes of, of people that are suffering from like acute radiation, yeah. like fatal radiation doses. It's, it's very interesting to me because I was talking to Kat that it doesn't seem like that you could just write something like that and intercut yeah. these slightly more lighthearted scenes with the horrific ones and have it even out to be like not intolerable to watch, but it works. And yeah. I'm, it's weird that you can just do that in a TV show, that you can literally just insert <laughs> quote unquote comic relief yeah. into something in that way, where they just knew that, yeah. well, this particular episode three or whatever it yeah. was, this was just a bit of a downer point yeah. for everyone. Yet there was just something, there were some things that they could extract from that story that's yeah. effectively a very a very like morbid one yeah. and turn it into something that was like well, because it's I think and it's, yeah. again it's not it's yeah. difficult to say is this like a fun watch right <laughs> because in a way it is in it's more of a kind of like it feels like it, it's not necessarily fun but it feels like you're doing the people that were involved a service to appreciate yeah. what they did yeah. right but I think I think what it sounds like is it's like the, because the, the the comedy such mm. as it is comes from the characters behaving in a manner that's consistent with their established characterization. Mm, mm, it's mm. not like someone's like whack a whack a slipped on a banana skin or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like these guys have been given a stupid, well, not stupid, but like yeah. a, you know, a, a, an insane task yeah, a, to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they're going to do it to the best of their ability, but the best of their ability will involve some things that are quite absurd. Yeah, because it's an absurd. And situation. then the entire situation is absurd yeah. and has never happened before. Yeah. and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, and so it, yeah. Yeah. No, and it was, and, and the other thing that really struck me just about uh, there's a lot of things which you don't get when I mean there's a lot I, I said to Kat afterwards actually it's a good job that we weren't watching this together not because you would have found it especially horrifying even though it was a bit horrifying but because it mostly would have consisted of me pausing it and me pointing at the screen going I read about this on, the, on Wikipedia I read about this bit and now they're making they've done a scene where, they, where it happens so um there was a lot of that, which, but there was a lot of things which you read about and you kind of think, oh, yeah, that happened. But when you actually see it, you're kind of like, this is just fucked. This is just completely yeah. insane. And as far as I can tell, there's actually, there's a podcast that the um, writer and it's him being interviewed by some NPR lad. And it's like each episode of the of the show, they made a little, you know, like yeah. a director's commentary type sure. of interview thing. And that was quite interesting because I, I listened to that and it was essentially that he was just talking about like, well, 
we did just try and keep everything the same. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast is because I need to tell you about the things that we changed. This is my podcast just to do a giant disclaimer <laughs> for every episode because I, I, I genuinely felt like a kind of moral duty sure, to make yeah, everything yeah, yeah. entirely accurate, even yeah. down to like having the exact like trucks that were used for fire trucks in yeah. Ukraine in the in the mid 80s. Mm. Uh, we had those and we, we painted them to look like fire trucks yeah. and we had the exact same. And it was like one of the things is it was quite easy to make in some respects because in the Soviet Union, if there was like a miner's helmet, you wouldn't have to scout for all the different yeah, miners. It would helmets. be the same there was one. Yeah. One miner's <laughs> helmet, right? But he was talking about how like he felt like a kind of quite solemn duty to do this. And so the specific things that he changed were like things where it was like, well, we had to combine these two characters into one. We had to do this kind of yeah. stuff. And what really interested me about it is that like there was just so many scenes in it which were just really, really striking. But I'd read about them. I, I yeah. knew that they happened, but I didn't get of what what they even though I knew intellectually using a bunch of words sure. what they meant. Yeah, this is maybe like the Chat GPT thing. It yeah. knows a bunch of words <laughs> of what they mean, but it yeah. doesn't. Uh, the, the fact that like the reactor core yeah. was you know blew up right the yeah. top lid of it came off and yeah. landed and was just really all the things in the reactor have names as you say like yeah. a little bit like the elephant's foot right i think that the top lid has a lot of them have like women's names so yeah. they tend to there was an, an example of the when they were trying to clear the uh bits of the graphite um the the, the encasing things for the for the uh for the for the the rods in the reactor were made of graphite and there are these just fragments of them all over the roof and they are able to get robots up there to clear two of the bits of roof but there was one bit of roof that was the closest to the reactor yeah and i think it was called like masha or something and it was named after this guy who was one of his jobs was to plan this operation yeah his like three nieces or something or his <laughs> three daughters or something yeah. like that so they each had like a name based on how difficult they were um, <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. just shit like this right yeah and so like th that particular bit of roof yeah uh you know anyway that that there's like a bit there's a there's a really good bit which is every prestige tv has to have its one like saving private ryan moment mm -hmm. right and the, the the bit they did was for that which was like that the there's actual video of them doing this like in a documentary from the time which is they had to clear the roof yeah. and obviously the robots didn't work yeah. because they would just get destroyed by yeah. radiation they got some west german yeah. uh police robot up there yeah. called joker <laughs> And they were like, yeah, it's 2,000, you know, sieverts or rent, yeah. rentgen or whatever. Um, and the, uh, the the West Germans, you know, delivered them this robot, which they weren't happy about the fact that they had to ask yeah, the West yeah. Germans. And when the robot arrived, it just immediately died because the number that they told the West Germans to, like, spec the robot for yeah. based on the shielding they needed was, like, five times or, like, ten times less than what it actually was because they didn't want to, like, be embarrassed that, it, that the radiation was that bad there's loads of shit like yeah. this so then of course they had to get people up there yeah. to just clear it and yeah. they calculated the maximum radiation yeah. exposure and it was yeah. like 90 seconds you have to go I, up there right? I You've think heard there's about a this, bit right? of this in trauma zone right the yeah, bit yeah, where yeah, they're, yeah. they're briefing the yeah. guys in and yeah. they're like they, they, they just, I, I yeah. love the way that the, 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 the Chernobyl disaster was framed in, tra in trauma mm. zone by the way specifically the idea that it wasn't really the, the way that Adam Curtis describes the reactor uh, exploding yeah. he describes it as the reactor just having vanished <laughs> like that they, that they go over oh, yeah, to the other yeah, side of the yeah, building yeah. And, and it's gone it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that being like yeah. something very like inherent to the late 80s Soviet experience yeah. was going the, somewhere the thing and the thing which, which yeah. is meant to be everything that's keeping everything together that's generating yeah. all the it's just gone there yeah. isn't, it isn't there it's just gone Right? And no one even knew that it was gone until you went there. Yeah. But now even having gone there to see that it's gone, now you're going to die from having seen that it's gone. <laughs> anyway, all this sort of shit, right? And and they have their save it, Saving Private Ryan, you know, 
they have that a single shot right yeah. where it's like the 90 seconds that you go up onto the roof so you're like it's a POV sequence. Well, it's not POV. It's like steady cam, right? Yeah. Following the guy. He's like, he gets given the spade yeah. and he gets given the thing. And he's like, right, you go out there 90 seconds and then I'm going to ring. I'm going to like, yeah. there's a little bit of a girder that they ring and then yeah. they go out there on the roof. And then you see him just like, and these bits of graphite, they're like 50 kilos, some of them, right? Yeah. They're like between 15 and 50 kilos. Yeah. So you're having to lift one of those with like a spade yeah. and then dr- drop them over the edge into the reactor, which is just right next to you off the side of the roof. Yeah. And you're not allowed to look over because yeah. the reactor is still yeah. exposed and it's yeah. still just pushing up enough yeah. radiation in order to make a... Uh, to, in order to ionize the air yeah, above yeah, in, yeah. above the the reactor enough to make it glow at night, yeah. right? That's the level of shit we're dealing with here. And you see the entire like sequence of him, you know, going through there and throwing it over, and then getting his foot stuck under a bit of graphite. And yeah. It's just really, really good little bit of thing. And you can tell that they really know that they were they really knew they were making like, like a prestige thing that was going to yeah. be. They were like, this would just be a shot that would just be really impactful and good in a really normal way and we should yeah. just do it this is the one time we're just going to show off and just sure, do a, a yeah, cool yeah. shot right and it's really good that's a good little bit but um specific bit is from the first episode where they first find out that the reactor is is uh has been destroyed well actually you know the, the, the first shot in the of the actual story after the sort of little prologue bit is where you just see someone who's the uh the I guess the wife of one of these firefighters, right? She wakes up in the middle of the night and goes to get like a glass of water and something opens the fridge yeah. or something like that. And she's walking back to bed. It's just a shot framed and the Chernobyl power plant is in the distance. She's living in Pripyat, right? Yeah. And and you just see it explode. You just see this like this little yeah. thing of light in the distance and then like a small like explosion coming up. Yeah. And she's walking past it and then about six or seven seconds later the the, the blast wave yeah, hits and she's yeah. like you know yeah. and it's just this kind of presenting everything in kind of miniature in this like little sure. realistic vignette kind of way where it isn't like in a normal thing it would have been presented like this flyover like yeah, the yeah, simulated yeah, yeah. drone yeah. and the stuff exploding and yeah. everything whoa like a star trek bridge yeah. thing where everyone's you know, <laughs> do you know what i mean but they just don't yeah. do it like that or you just do, do like, it in like cgi small... inside the reactor and like yeah 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 but instead they just like do it in a you know, like a cinema verite kind of thing yeah and then that whole episode where i mean you know with the people trying to find out what's happened and what's gone to the reactor and the characters and Dyatlov and all those people, right? It's very, it's, I very recommend it. It's very well put together. Uh, it's interesting that, the, that ev- almost everyone in it is British, though. That's kind sure. of an interesting thing. Um, and there's this kind of, like, class-based thing. There's a lot of, like, the Northerners tend to be, like, the lower class. Sure. Thing. It's very they did, interesting. They did that in the Death of Stalin film as well. Mm, yeah. All, all I, I, was, the, uh, yeah. I read about that. That was, I, I don't know if it's acknowledged as, like, an influence, but that's one of the tropes that you, you know, that I think works. Yeah. I think, I, I think, I, but, but it was yeah. interesting. In, in, and in H- too, they did that Yeah, too. as an yeah. HBO thing, yeah. specifically the writer said that, I don't know how much he had was involved with the casting or whatever but he said specifically like uh, that it works specifically well for americans mm. because you, they 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 didn't want to do the you know the fucking made for tv movie 90s thing of having everyone be like american actors <laughs> putting on russian accents like <laughs> and apparently they started filming it like like that Yo. they started doing like tests yeah, like yeah. That, right and it just was shit and they were like this is just getting once you tell someone to put on an accent they're just doing an accent yeah, they're not acting yeah, anymore yeah. all of their brain goes into doing an accent rather than acting but yeah that the, the first episode where they send the guys to just go and look in the reactor and it's literally just an, a nuclear reactor that's exploded. There's just a channel. All the fuel rods are just like twisted, sort of like like tentacles or hair. Sure. And there's just this like glow coming out of it. And like the graphite's all on fire. And there's all this radioactive smoke. Yeah. And like when he just kind of like they send a guy and he's like he knows that the reactor's exploded, but 
because of the bureaucracy, yeah. he has to be the one that has to go and literally look at the reactor, yeah. put his face in front of the reactor, and it's just open, yeah. and it's still this smoke coming out. And he yeah. and he's like walking, like doing like a march of death, basically, yeah. just like walking along this thing. And it's I don't know, it's just one of those scenes that's just like real like goosebumps kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, very good. I thought it was very good. That's my review. Spoiled most of it, but then again, it's not really about what happened. <laughs> it's about like the way it was directed, yeah. which I thought was very well put together. It's well, well, um, and there's just a lot of little vignettes of interest thing but the last point i was going to make which is not necessarily about the show although it's more about the way that it illuminated something that i again had read about in terms of numbers yeah but it's like the tail end of a paragraph on wikipedia yeah and seeing it like actually presented as this long-running big thing that features through multiple episodes was that the soviet union mobilized like seven hundred and fifty thousand people yeah. and moved them all to the exclusion zone in yeah. you know north of kiev right yeah and that's like three quarters of a million people. And I think in total, like a, mi- a million people were involved in yeah. this, right? They were able to get a, like best part of a million people to come and deal with this problem that had never occurred before, right? Yeah. I don't think anywhere else would have been able to do that. It, they, yeah. There was huge camps that went on for miles of yeah. just like, with like, you know, which are shown as pictures of it. And they, they do look like this. Everything's exactly how it was, you know, yeah. dramatized. Of this, these tents going on with like, <laughs> you know wooden boards down to stop because of all the mud yeah and like a military like these huge military camps the kind that you you know well the kind that you see now right in in russia and ukraine but the kind you see before d-day right and just thousands upon tens of thousands of people like mobilized to go and do these jobs and that that was like people's like for a year there was just people two two years or for longer there was just people who that was what they did sure a lot of them were just like kids that had just been there on like military service yeah or and like that just seemed crazy to me that that isn't ever really talked about. Sure. Because that, in terms of how people actually interacted on a first-hand basis with that major historical event, yeah. was the way in which most people were involved in it yeah. physically. Yeah. They were they were they were like deployed there, and they were just walking around in the. And there was uh, it was mostly men, but there was a lot of women involved in supporting roles and in some of the direct roles. There was you know a huge number of people that were involved in this, and it was this giant achievement that they actually managed to do it it was an incredible achievement and i feel like maybe in the west we don't talk about that quite so much because we couldn't have done that sure if it let's i mean i think they shut it down a couple of years ago but like if dungeness power station blew up right yeah would how would we find like seven hundred and fifty thousand people to go down to logistical challenge how would the how the fuck would would you do that you know even America couldn't do that, right? Like yeah. the, the 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 writer in the in his podcast said, like if Three Mile Island had happened like that, they would have just like cordoned off like a hundred miles into yeah. the into the ocean and yeah. just said, yeah, you're not allowed to go here. Which <laughs> is gonna it's, 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 it would have been like, like Fukushima, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I, I guess if you have if you don't have, I, mean, I suppose this is it's, it's one of those things where you're just like you're not used to thinking about states having that level of capacity anymore yeah. you know and i guess obviously a communist state you would expect to have the, the other a thing was like when they, level of state when they evacuated but, yeah. like pripyat right i yeah. think it was like a town of fifty thousand people a city yeah because right? it's a city it was like fifty thousand people right and what they did is they got a thousand buses they got a convoy from Kiev and yeah. the rest of Ukraine, northern Ukraine, and they just sent 1,000 buses in a line up to Chernobyl. And the buses queued up and everyone got on them and yeah. then they all went back down. And then, and then, right, a year later, yeah. they built a new city, the exact same size as, as Pripyat, yeah. uh, outside the exclusion zone, just outside. Yeah. And they just built it. And then a year later, it yeah. was done. <laughs> 
so you know you know i i i do sometimes like to go on about like the d- diminishment of state capacity but like being you able feel like to they do couldn't even, you couldn't even have done that over here when you had the, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you had like a functioning like you know sort of civil service and, yeah. and, and maybe in 1946 yeah. you could have yeah. done that for a bit yeah do you know what i mean but like yeah. i don't know it's kind of crazy that is Anyway, that's my review. That's yeah. my my state capacity angle on the, yeah. so, the the just doing things. Yeah, the, angle. the card here is things that you'd obviously. So enjoy. now, yeah, this is. Have you got anything like that? Which because I was sleeping on that as the kids sure. say. Have you got anything which because I've got an entire spreadsheet of sure. things that are, have been sold to me as being about that level of sure. worth watching. Yeah, uh, and I still haven't watched them. Oh sure, like my, have you my, got anything like well, that? Well, my, my 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 notion has like you know in, in innumerable lists of like things that are you know that are like the books that i want to read or the films and tv shows that i want to watch or whatever and there are plenty of them where i'm just like this really does sound like my shit you know mm. but like to an extent i don't think anything that's quite as like you know because with, with this you had a very like you know it was one of your you know chernobyl was one of your guys right yeah yeah, yeah 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 like for me i think there's part of me that that well, it was almost something where i thought oh yeah i was really into that when i was 14 sure, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. something i was a bit into this, and maybe yeah. being the type of guy yeah. that's really into a, a, a historical disaster mm. in a foreign country is maybe a little bit like a type of guy thing sure yeah but that, when you're 14 you, you you've got a few years where you can just be a type of no, guy sure. do you know yeah. what i mean but so that's what that's what the mid to late teens is for yeah um I, I suppose I don't think I think there, there are maybe some things I'm trying to bring to mind what they are where I'm like I'm almost worried that I'd like it to like I think a lot of the time I'm less worried about that I won't like something more that I will and mm. then it'll like take over my head I think maybe The Expanse which is a TV show you know sort of like space TV show that's like based on some books that are quite good or at least mm-hmm. the early ones are quite good that I've read and enjoyed that is like, I've watched the first series and a bit of it but like I just kind of stopped at some point for some reason and it's like it's basically it's calibrated at the right level of like hardness of science fiction, which is to say, like, it's good. It's it's like it, they care about like you know the physics of movement in space and like you know starting and stopping and like, yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff like that. But they're not. They're, they're, they've still got a, a special like you can go not hyperdrive, but like you, it's like you can travel fast within system. And then later on, there's like some alien tech that lets you like take wormholes to other places and stuff like that so it's like you know you're you're there's, there's that sort of thing i guess uh, actually know. it reminds me because me and cat a month or two ago we watched yeah. cowboy bebop sure which i'd never yeah, seen yeah, before yeah. right and that was one of those things it's where every, show, right? it's constant <laughs> <laughs> i think it might have been just like somebody getting annoyed about that and just saying just go just if you haven't watched yeah. the original just watch the, yeah yeah and so we ended up like just watching that and it's something where both of us have just been like why didn't we watch this right yeah. why didn't we watch i was kind of not seen it either no because she was like everyone used to say this was really good and i think she'd seen the movie Sure. And we ended up watching the movie, and I don't think the movie is n- nearly as yeah. good as the show at all. In that it's so similar to the show, but it almost proves the show doesn't work as a movie. I don't know. Speaking um, of, the, uh, of the of the Netflix show, by the way, sorry, there was a really really funny quote from um, uh, Shinjiro Watanabe, who's the guy who created it, mm-hmm. um, which said, "Quote: It was clearly not Cowboy Bebop, and I realised at that point that if I wasn't involved, it was it would not be Cowboy Bebop. I felt that maybe I should I should have done this, although the value of the original anime is somehow far higher now." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he it's said, like it starts with the scene in the, the whole the yeah. high school thing. Hang yeah. out with people that are like uglier than you, yeah. so that makes you look better. Right? He said for the new Netflix live <laughs> live action adaptation, they sent me a video to review and check. It started with a scene in the casino, which made it very tough for me to continue. I stopped there and only saw the opening scene, <laughs> which is like that's really funny. Damn, I, I don't know. That's really good. I like. I, obviously, it's one of those things where it's like you know, someone has made a shitty adaptation of your work, and you are just like free to completely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, yeah. But that was particularly funny um my short review of cowboy bebop is i see why people say it's the best anime sure i feel like it probably is sure i feel like it's probably the best anime yeah it's good 
It's, 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 it's I feel like good. it might be the one of the best sci-fi things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's got that like groundedness to it that I like, you know. Yeah. It, it, again, it's, it's got it's, the it's got yeah. enough of the Star Wars shit where yeah. there's planes, but enough of the floating about <laughs> shit that isn't in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. So therefore, it it's cares, the type of yeah. type of space shit that precisely I enjoy. it cares it cares about the right things. I it think, uses right? yeah, it uses the things yeah. that are that are yeah. unique about space as a setting to its advantage in a yeah. way that a lot of things that supposedly should be doing yeah. that aren't quite. Well, you that's, know? that's that's interesting, right? Because it's almost like the thing about like, like Doctor Who isn't really about like the idea that the thing is a time travel device. Like yeah, yeah. Very, very few Doctor Who stories which are about it's like, like three that are about classic time travel, time travel yeah, itself. Yeah. It's like it's a means to get to a setting. It's like Star yeah. Wars is a means for people to have like sword fights with, with as George yeah. Lucas famously refers to them, laser, laser swords. swords. The, yeah. the best thing about George Lucas, you know, the fact that he is not a mark for his own gimmick, yeah. it's really important. I Don't bet he be spells laser with gimmick. a Z. I bet <laughs> because it's cool. Yeah, it's cooler. Um, just having a look at this. Just, Simulated. Is there anything in my like, Stimulated. To watch list? My, my to watch list is like just like a, a combination of like the thing that I, I worry about with or not worry about. The, the, one of the things that I think about good to my, not worry about too many things if absolutely you can avoid it. if you can avoid it do not but something that I think about sometimes with my to watch this is there's some stuff in there that is just like things that I think would be interesting to watch or like I know I like or I know I've watched and would like to watch again maybe and there are some things in there where I'm just like I, I you know I, I, I you know that list that uh, that guy shared of like books that he wanted to read and it was mm. like it was basically just like the middle brow person's list of books that are good yeah like, this know, is the canon like, right yeah exactly but like not not what, like what type of books were they? yeah was it, it just a, a general it was just like a scatter because it's one of those things where it's like the canon would imply that it was just like you know i mean maybe there was like the odyssey on there or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. but like it was all just like 1984 uh like fucking animal fu- no they're just listing all the books now but like yeah, yeah. 1984 like fahrenheit 451 yeah. like just the kind of books that people are just like oh yeah it's a good catcher in the right which yeah. is like not that they're bad books necessarily but they're all just like you know the kind of thing that you read in like when you're in like late yeah. secondary school so there's form. a lot of those books where i read them and there's a yeah. lot more of those books where i knew that i was meant to read them when i was 15 and i just didn't and now it feels weird to read yeah. them because i'm not 15 yeah. it feels like i'd be getting the wrong this is like um talking to someone about this with regard to like watching evangelion right sure. talking about the, the, the prestigious anime yeah, yeah. It, i watched that when i was too old for it i think yeah. i watched it in my 20s in my mid-20s and so at that point it was like i didn't have the correct experience i did really enjoy it and still think it's really good but like it's almost like the reason to read 1984 is because it's the because it's 1984 yeah and it's because it's a cultural artifact that's going to allow you to relate to other people when they talk about it right? yeah i presume yeah. But like, obviously, yeah. it has merit yeah, in yeah. itself, right? But I think that's the, the thing when things have such a sort of a life outside themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and a lot of the time, you read those things and you're just like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the thing. Well, that's the thing yeah. with like Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> yeah. right? I knew virtually nothing about it other than like seeing a picture, some screenshots of it, and like yeah. mm, v- roughly what the characters look like and the premise. Yeah. And also that it was meant to be really good and everyone was saying it was really good, yeah. right? And that was enough to not exactly like put me off it, but not really it was like this kind of thing where i was like well this is obviously something that loads of people are into but loads of people are into all kinds of shit that's garbage (laughs) and so i i trust them that this is a good one of those yeah but i don't trust that it's like i I can't quite imagine what it's really bringing to the table and you can only really imagine that once you because if something hasn't been expressed before if there's a specific thing that's not derivative that it's doing that's genuinely new or genuinely unique and genuinely worth you know going back and watching 
then it's almost impossible to work out what that exact thing is because that thing is at least in the case of that is its cowboy bebopness or its 1984ness yeah. or its specific uniqueness that made it valuable and until you're like convinced of that it's hard yeah. to know whether it's worthwhile or not because a lot yeah. of things just aren't right mm. A lot of things should turn out not to be worthwhile, yeah. at least for individual people if they just don't like it, right? I don't yeah. know. Um, and also, speaking of banger theme tunes, mm. absolute banger theme tunes. Yeah, really good music in that one. Um, yeah, yeah no, it's, 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 it's such a... It's, it's Calvary was a sick show. I don't think I ever finished watching it. I should probably do that. Like, Absolutely. Just rewatch yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, right... Kat was kind of thinking I was a bit, like, crazy for saying this, but right when we finished the series, she was like, we're going to watch the movie, and I was like, yeah. Or we could just re-watch the entire series from the beginning because it's like there's loads of things which you find out later on. And, sure. But but and again, they're not like oh, this is a crucial twist and you yeah. have to know this. To, it's more just it's like, more it like would oh, the this scene. Now I yeah, just enjoy yeah. the scene more because yeah. I know this right yeah. later on. Just shit like that where you're kind of like oh, yeah you know, and that kind of thing. There's so much stuff in that show. The reason it's good because there's so much stuff that's just in the gaps. Yeah. Like because it's just this kind of like it isn't an on. It's like a you know, monster of the week or yeah. whatever. It's like a procedural thing where you mostly kind of feel that these, there is a sequence of things that are happening, but also you kind of, you can just imagine all the fanfic in between the episodes. You can imagine the characters going and doing this. You can, maybe Doctor Who has that to an extent. All these kind of things have that. Yeah. Star Trek has that. You can easily come up with like a thing that the characters might have been doing between sure, these two yeah. episodes. And so much of it is like a big variation between the, the, the meaty plot shit and then the kind of little fun uh, adventures and then the, the stuff that's kind of in between that where it's like a self-contained story about these characters that have a tragic story but you only meet them for one episode and then they die at the end and you're like oh you know that was just tragic and then yeah. the characters move on to something else but there's so many like things like that where you really kind of feel like there's there's you, you could easily make like 100 episodes of this but you're really glad that they didn't yeah you're really glad that they only made the like 20 that they did or yeah. however many it is right and um yeah, the movie specifically was weird to me because it was really an attempt to try and... Because it's a self-contained series, right? And at the end, it's kind of the end. Yeah. So you need to put it somewhere. The movie has to take place somewhere in the middle of the mm. series. And so it's just a kind of another story. Mm. It's like another 20-minute anime episode except feature length. Yeah. And I don't feel that it really worked because it it almost had to do things with the characters that just felt like it wasn't like filler it just had to do things that didn't quite seem cowboy beboppy mm. because normally cowboy bebop it's like well every episode's 20 minutes long so there's a kind of flippantness that you can do with every story yeah you can maintain that level of cool you can have these things developing but not really get too emotionally involved because it's more about you're seeing the characters and the way they play off and you it's like these little short stories and it's a bit, a bit like a, a short short story author trying to do like an epic you know, thousand, two thousand page yeah. Tolkien esque thing. Yeah. You know this giant thing, and it's just it doesn't it just doesn't scale. Some properly. setups are better for the medium that they exist in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some things that you can transfer over into other things, you know, but like sometimes the 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 the, the, the things that are good about the the what are the artifact yeah. are contained in it's you know they're, they're bound to the form. and i almost wish that when they did the cowboy bebop movie that they cause i think it it's not that it fails because it's it's good it's watchable it's you know Free but stars, i feel like it, yeah it fails at being as good as cowboy bebop and that's not hard to do it's a very good yeah. show right so you're probably going to fail if you try and be as good as it right but the fact that it was made it's by Netflix the same people discovered. yeah yeah uh, right but like specifically like 
I'd rather it had failed by trying to do too much mm. than it actually being too conservative, which is what I think it was. Sure. It was just trying to do a, an episode, like, yeah. but then really long. Yeah. Whereas I wished it just tried to do something completely different and maybe sure. fucked up. Yeah. But it would have been more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting yeah. failures, especially yeah. when, you're, when you're like on. When you're set up to fail by being compared to an existing good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you want to uh, you want to be an interesting failure. Like Doctor Who. Exactly, an interesting failure. The Modulex planning system. This is something that I thought you that you that you'd like, right? Oh, this I... is a uh, I'm not an adult fan of Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is something that's yeah. quite difficult to get hold of, I think. I'm not an adult fan of Lego. Sure. I'm not one of those those people. I feel like it's not that I necessarily could be I can yeah. sort of see the appeal of it. It's a bit like Minecraft, right? Yeah. But it's a lot messier and more, more expensive than Minecraft, really, when you yeah. think about it, right? Um, Gets on your feet. You have to go on Reddit and talk to all the other people that are like that. Anyway, the me. the yeah the I think I've I think a car boot sale that was where all my when I was about thirteen, yeah, twelve. The, that's when all the Lego went and it's yeah. gone. I, I, a big, I gave it one of those big you know those yeah. big boxes like that that one down there like those big yeah. sort of. Big boxes yeah, yeah. that you can yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah. full of Lego, uh, and it's not that I really missed that Lego, but yeah. I do remember it fondly. Yeah, I got recommended a YouTube video that was um, that was about the Modulex system, which is effectively in the late fifties. The Lego company came out of the idea of making architectural modeling yes. systems with Lego. We're, they were like, we're going to make a type of Lego. You know, Duplo is bigger than Lego, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, what if we make a version of Lego that's a bit smaller, like third, of the, two thirds of the size or half yeah. the size, something like that, right? Three quarters of the size of normal Lego. And instead of the normal Lego brick, uh, I don't know if this is something you can think about it. It seems like obvious when you think about it, but Lego isn't square. It's like, mm. it's got like a five to five to six ratio. So sure. it's like a, they're like 83% as tall as they are wide or, yeah. or whatever. You can kind of see that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, this had like a one-to-one-to-one ratio, so right. everything was like a cube, I think. So you could basically just get this system of things that was called Modulex. And it was called Modulex, I think it's because it's something like, uh, was it 10, 10 millimeters or something like that? Hence the X, sure. Module X. And yeah, it was a real like 1960. That is the highest modernist yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. That exactly, you, if you said, exactly. If, if you said Lego X, it's I very like 1960 yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. whenever it was made, right? And I'm pretty sure it's like, um, yeah, it was, what was the, the thing? I'm pretty sure it was like typeset and Euro style or whatever, yeah. you know, like that, that sort of like the font that you see on the, on the outsides of all of those like 60s, um, you know, modernist building projects. Anyway, and so then 2001 Space Odyssey and stuff. And um, anyway, so they, 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 they tried to get architects in, into using this and it sort of became popular for a while. It sort of became like this sort of thing that a few architecture firms were using, but it never really quite caught on because around that time in the 60s was also when Lego got mega popular as a toy. Mm. It was when, so they, and the problem is, is it looked too much like Lego, even though it didn't look quite like, I've got some pictures of it, I've got some, some little little things so here's 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 modulex right this is kind of what it ended up being used for which was less architectural stuff and more like planning planning the the interiors of like you know um like factories sure. and offices and things like that and you could use it for architectural stuff there was various the, the video goes you be probably quite easy to find if you just search for modulex on youtube right it's like one video that goes sure. into this much detail this is where i got these pictures from uh, the video podcast uh, listeners yeah, see yeah. these um they had like special bricks that were like 
trim pieces that don't exist in Lego. Sure. It was in an array of colors that were more kind of tasteful than, than you'd see. Lego was like bright primary yeah, yeah, colors. Yeah. And these had like real like 50s, like, like you know, the kind of paints that you'd get in like, you know, uh, institutional green yeah. and institutional beige and yeah, institutional say, red, the, the, right? The, 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 the adjective that is coming to mind looking at this is drab. <laughs> <laughs> it really does look like a... It's got that kind of red enamel or whatever that that's when you, you know that particular like factory floor yes, coat yeah. that they just sort of smooth over. Yeah, it was a, yeah. probably a horrible chemical, right? yeah. like, like 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 the kind of paint that they put on boats. Yeah, it's really toxic. Um, that kind of shit. It's, it's all that kind of look to it. And so it did have like a niche for a while. But the the issue kind of with it as a architectural modeling uh, system <laughs> was that. If you invite your investors to come in yeah. and you show them a bunch of what looks like fucking Lego, yeah. it doesn't really work. Yeah. They, they're they like, hmm, they're this a bit Lego. like, yeah. yeah. And it, it, whereas just making something out of foam or card or or, or like plywood or whatever, balsa wood or whatever previously done, spraying it or whatever, that was still the, the thing. And often the architectural firm would have assistants that were just like model makers right yeah if you were big enough and so those people kind of resented the idea that the architects could just lego yeah some yeah shit yeah, together, yeah, yeah. Right? um because it was too e- it's too easy right and so this became like a little bit of a thing where it didn't quite and also the lego is very very good as you say for making modernist buildings yeah. it has a very pro and they made these specific sized windows and doors that were all according to like i think it was in uh, European standards specifically, but then they made because sc- it was all scaled, right? Sure. So the si- the size of the blocks were like the same size as your standard like drywall uh, stud wall. Sure. So everything could be scaled correctly, right? And there was like a, an American scale system, I think, that was to make it easier. But effectively, I think a lot of it was like to the like the DIN, like the Deutsche Industry whatever like standards. So there was like you know the European standard like windows and door sizes yeah. and these are like the health and safety approved doors and you could get these and it was all very like modular but again it produces these these modernist cubic things which yeah. were very big in the late 50s when the system was designed but by the late 60s everyone was getting into was the beginnings of this like post-modernist mm-hmm. architecture where there was more kind of curves and there was there was interesting things that were they were doing that with angles that you wouldn't really see on like a you know you look at something like the nat west tower tower 42 or whatever yeah. right like 70s architecture right probably like the world trade center is a good example of something that's still very modernist mm-hmm. although it has those kind of had anymore. it had those very um <laughs> those some fucking picture i'll see if i can find it i had it on my desktop for ages and i was cleaning up a few days ago and i was like i need to show this to adam and i couldn't find it but it was like some fucking um you know like people do anthropomorphized planes you know the people that want to fuck a roller coaster (laughs) right it was it was like a a real like anime looking plane that was like blushing and it was like sorry for doing the towers or whatever (laughs) sorry about the towers Anyway, been, oh, been a bad, real, real bad plane. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the um, you probably find this. You probably you can Google for that. Yeah. Please don't put it as the show art, or maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe either do. put that as the show art, or put some modular yeah. picture as the show art. Right. Um, anyway, like you, you see a lot of these like buildings from the seventies that had a lot more weird angles in them that weren't like just square. And of course, Lego just can't do that. Really, you just no, can't. Yeah. Maybe you need like connects or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it kind of fell out of favor. So they they pivoted in the seventies. They pivoted into 
these Lego things that were called Modulex still, but they came out of something called the Modulex planning system. Right. Which, I mean, you, if I show you the picture, you'll know exactly what it is, yeah. right? Here's the picture. <laughs> it's gunshots with Lego. It's fucking but with Lego, <laughs> right? Isn't that fantastic? That owns. That's incredible. So there's all these different colored, like, they basically <laughs> just give you, for the, for the people that aren't watching the video podcast, right? You get That is the just, fucking, uh, that's the, that is yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simultaneously, yeah, yeah. the most look around you thing I've ever I know, seen. Right? I know, right? I know. It's probably from exactly like 1976 yeah. or five, right? Specifically, that like jacket, the suit jacket he's wearing, he's wearing, and the yeah. kind of like the patterned shirt, and the fact that he's got this like yeah. uh, sort of uh, like what do you call it, like meal tray yeah. kind of thing with like all the, the different pieces in, for all the modulex bits, and all different colors, and he's placing them on what is essentially just a giant. Lego, I don't know what they're called. Are they called planes? Sure. The thing that you build your Lego thing yeah, on top yeah, of, yeah. right? But that, but like horizontally on a wall, which he's attaching things to and in a specific Gantt chart like thing. It's wonderful. It's another picture, right? Imagine <laughs> this was what, if Dominic Cummings had been born 50 years yes, earlier, yes. right? This is he what, would be obsessed with this shit. That's exactly what he'd be doing. Bismarck and this. This is incredible. Like legitimately, like I think that business is missing out by not having this anymore. Isn't it wonderful? Right. It's, it's there's so just good. something about it that just really it appeals to the to the. It, it's a very adult fan of Lego thing because it's like it's like Lego when you were a kid, but it's going to make you more productive. <laughs> it's, like the, it's it's what the most boring. Like this is what adult fans are like. This is like if. If the adult fans of Lego weren't like nerds, yeah. were just like the boring people who actually like being database admins or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. this would have stuck around. Yeah. The, the, all the boring adult fans of Lego who are like, oh, I built a scale model of the Death Star. No, fuck off. Yeah. Built GAN charts using Lego. <laughs> and I think there was even versions of it that had like binder like holes in. So you could basically open your your like binder of your project yeah. and you'd have a little front page that was like the the gantt chart and you could like flip it you could have like sheets of like lego backing okay. that you could put lego pe- you know sorry modulex pieces they weren't lego it's modulex <laughs> this is completely different um yeah so we'd put that you put that on and you need to get your thing yeah so that is amazing but yeah and then i think probably by the time that computers came in by the mid to late 80s it started to fall out of favor and then at the same time during in the early 80s they started pivoting to signage right sure. so low cost signage they effectively give you a little a bit like a you know like movable type but like, but like, like you know those tiles in Lego that you that have like a little computer screen on them, sure, or like yeah, a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the, the computer keyboard in Lego yeah. that's a two by one. That's just like you know, or you can get like little things. It's just like a little printed silk screen thing. They basically just made Modulex that was like. Um, I presume that there was a resolution to it where you could even like so an uppercase, you know, I a, a lowercase L or a lowercase I or something would be like one wide, and then like you know. A, a, a J would be like three or whatever. So they effectively just made these like signage systems where if your uh, office building had like lots of different floors, oh, and you sure, had to know, yeah. yeah, you'd put the little Lego things in. So you'd see that Lego on the on the wall. And I don't know if anyone listening to this like <coughs> has ever seen that or remembers it because it must have stayed in usage into the nineties. I think, yeah. and now I think Modulex still exists. I think it got spun off. I don't think it's Lego anymore or something. But it, they still exist, and they're like a signage company now. They don't make any. Anything like, else? They yeah, don't make anything the, that like yeah, with the yeah. like modular system anymore. Yeah. They just make sign. They just are like signage solutions or That's something. Weird. It's just That's really good though. Is it started out with like this? Started very yeah, very interesting. Anyway. That's fascinating. So there you go. I would. 
I just want to get into modular. I'm just going to see see how much of this is on eBay. I reckon it's really really expensive yeah. now. I bet retro the the AFL the boring AFLs are out for it. Yeah, it does just does seem quite fun though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's just something about it that I I, I couldn't live with myself like being a Lego person at, at my age. Yeah, but getting into this would seem the modular. Person. That's yeah, yeah, that's professional. A that's form that's for like grown ups, right? I could get so productive with this, dude. I think. <laughs> so there we go. That's good shit. Yep. Um, can, sorry, five, five minutes. Just because I realised I did promise to explain this, but then uh, I, I didn't. Um, I noticed the time. Yeah. That's what so, I sorry. So yeah, 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 yeah. Just very, very. very How are you quickly. doing, Adam? I am fine. Basically, what happened is two weeks ago uh, I was in Coventry, and and things have been bad ever since. No, I was in Coventry <laughs> for a, a a funeral of one of my my girlfriend's uh, family members. You know, very sad. The Catholic funeral, so lots of standing up, sitting down, that sort of thing. Uh, and midway through that, my I, I, I'd been having some sort of heart palpitations the night before, but midway through that, I had some worse heart palpitations, and I started to feel lightheaded, and like there was a cold feeling spreading across my torso, and I was like, "This feels like I'm it, getting yeah. more than one warning sign yeah, here, right?" Exactly, and I was like, it, "I I don't want to die." Uh, at, at, a at a funeral, that would feel. But I, I feel like I was upstage. Funeral. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'd be upstaging someone. It would be bad form. Um, but also, I was like, it would be a bit awkward to try and like pop out during a funeral. But fortunately, we were by a side door, so I, you know, sort of popped got out. Got what well, went one one one. Uh, they were like, go to A and E right now. <laughs> so you know, uh, there were ambulance strikes on. So I, uh, I got a taxi. Um, all the way to Coventry's uh, Coventry, I think it's a University Hospital, Coventry in Warwickshire, um, which is a, a hospital with some 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 absolutely lovely stuff. The entrance is very much like uh, a an airport, in that it's got sort of like a weird underpass overpass. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the drop off point where you like drive Gatwick through. Type of it really feels like yeah. Gatwick, yeah. And so. Yeah, went through the went through the through the system. They were they're pretty happy. It's not a mechanical thing, um, uh, but it basically I I got a blood test, but it took him sufficiently long to get around to it that we had to leave to get our train back to Brighton because otherwise we we're going to be stuck in Coventry. Hmm. And I judged if I'm not going to keel over, you know, if, if if the ECG came out all right, yeah. I'm probably not going to keel over like right here, right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. better for my stress levels. Uh, that's what the doctor was saying. Yeah. The, the word yeah, stress yeah. was used a lot. Yeah. Uh, the doctor said it's probably, you know, I, the, 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 you know, the doctor seemed to be worried about that. I judged, I think correctly in retrospect, that it's probably better for me to be at home uh, than it is for me to be in Coventry it's like if, if your objective is to find out what's wrong with you yeah. then even if there's nothing wrong with you assuming that there is something wrong with you yeah. it's better to not make yourself go even more exactly. wrong because then you won't get to find out what was yeah. wrong with you well that's the thing like <laughs> it was and, and, and so I, I, I well it's like the, I had a blood test today you can see there the, uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the lovely mark I, I got sent through the results and like the GP's not told me what the deal is yet but i did go through you know i had a look through what the because i you know the, the the nhs app lets you see your results and i scan i you know sort of looked up like normal levels of all of the different blood things and it seems fine so yeah uh conclu- conclusion as yet not sure what it was but there is so yeah. much stuff in healthcare which yeah. is like well if we don't quite know what the problem is, then just yeah. wait until the problem emerges, yeah. right? This is like the whole thing, you know, like I remember once I had like a pain in my side and I was like, have I got appendicitis? Yeah. And it's like, well, <clears throat> you might do. And if you do, you'll know. Yes. And you'll really <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Every, it will be obvious and everyone will know. And until then, if you went to A&E, they'd just be like, well, wait until it yeah, take, gets take worse or gets better. In the morning, yeah. right? Like, you know, there is, yeah. there is, that is the thing yeah. still. Um, 
but yeah it was it was a and I've, I've i've had like mild symptoms have happened since but this week i've been mostly okay yeah um it's not been too bad how long ago was that like two weeks two ago weeks ago yeah it was yeah. Two, two weeks ago today in fact yeah that sergeant pepper told the band to mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i i i, I don't know. It, it was it's an interesting experience like being confronted with your own mortality yeah uh like it's one of those things where like i think it's sort of the stuff that we were saying earlier about like feeling like we're getting old like you genuinely do not really have to think about it you know i mean some people do obviously i've noticed that my brain is a lot more attuned to picking up sentences or like things specifically about somebody like say getting cancer in their 30s yeah like so and so was thirty six and died, and yeah. I used to be like ah, oh. and now I'm like ah, oh. yeah, exactly, and that's just something that's just, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And like you, I always, I was like, like I've been like, laying the yeah. track in front of yeah. me, like you know, grommet style, right? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, I now I'm kind of like you know, the the track being it's okay to be forty. Yeah. You're going to be forty in ten years, yeah. and you're not forty yet. You're yeah. quite young. You're yeah. only, you're not even thir- exactly. you're not even thirty, right? It, and forty yeah. four year olds are still quite young. They're still yeah. quite you know, there's they a lot of athletic forty year olds. Maybe their knees aren't as good, but they're still quite young. So it's don't you still got at least you still got twenty years until yeah. you're old or, or longer, right? Yeah. Point of like me thinking about that kind of shit, and then but then like that colliding with like oh so and so yeah died at age forty five. Yeah, no, know, exactly. Shit like that. Yeah, because it, because it starts to become more common, and then you yeah. start to realise that like oh I'm in the group where it's like it was a surprise, but maybe slightly less of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, like, that's sad. Yeah. And, yeah. and with this kind of thing, it was like, it was A, it was that, but like B, the vivid bringing into physical reality of like, oh yeah, like I'm not really, you know, you, you get like a cold or whatever and you're just like, oh, my nose is a bit messed up. That's annoying. Yeah. Or, you know, my, you know, I'll get a tummy ache. My tummy, yeah, you've you know, got a choice, right? Up. You've yeah. got a choice. Oh, I, yeah. I could, maybe I could work through that or yeah. I take, I have a lie down. Exactly. And maybe after yeah. a while I'll get up and carry on what I was doing, right? No, 100%. You're yeah. just like, I can force myself through this. With this, it's like, I need this thing this heart thing to keep yeah. going otherwise i stop you know yeah. i can't like it's not something that i could like mess this around like yeah core, yeah core functionality, exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 like i i i can't mess around with this, this one the you know Mrs. Gren is getting, yeah is yeah it's, it's, there, there is one of the one of the this this little thing in here really needs to keep going for me to keep going mm. um and it's just i don't know it's it's, it's a very strange feeling to realize that you're made of bits mm. and and if one of those bits stops like you know i i'm i'm, I'm hoping not to die anytime soon i'm hoping yeah. it you better you not know. die before the next episode. Yeah, that would be really, really, really funny. <laughs> It'd be really annoying um, for me. But... <laughs> I'm going to do an episode that's just berating yeah. you. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it was a, a strange experience, but like like I say, we're not, not quite sure what it was, but I feel as though most of the sort of like, most of the, 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 the possibilities are like not... You know, they're, they're, it's all stuff like, you know, stress, anxiety, possibly long COVID, possibly some other stuff. It but... is kind of insane the degree yeah. to which I see, like, s- stories reporting studies that are essentially about, oh, this thing that doesn't seem yeah. real actually can affect you in a physical way. Yeah. Like, even today there was something about, like, anxiety. Like, there's a specific peptide hormone that's called, like, CK3 or some shit, CK4 or something like that. Yeah. And it's like... Apparently, in basically everybody, if you give people like 50 micrograms of it, yeah. it just creates an anxiety attack. You just get a Fuck. panic attack. Yeah. And it's like, 
made in your small intestine. Right. And so it, this is one of the this conjecture that potentially yeah, yeah. this is one of the reasons that like, you know, people that have anxiety problems have like yeah. gastrointestinal yeah, yeah, issues. Yeah. Or, Which or I was having for several yeah. weeks before. Well, so this, it could yeah, be something right? to do with that. Again, yeah. there's yeah. just so many things that are like that. We were like, well, again, this is, this is yeah. basically your body's way of signaling stress, but also it may cause you to die. Yeah. Or it may cause like this particular thing to happen to your nervous system that basically has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Or it may cause you to feel like you're dying, but you're yeah. not. Or none of the above. It might yeah. just be that you, this is caused by... Anyway, yeah. It really... It, it brings to the fore the sort of, like, fundamental, like, kind of almost randomness of that. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like Stuff just gets thrown out, and it's like... A lot of this stuff... Right? It's, it's, yeah, Holisticity, it's, it's, is yeah. that a word? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. But the bottom line is, I'm all right. You're all right at the for moment. For the time being. Yeah. Watch, the, you know, keep, keep, keep an eye on that. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I, 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 I'm feeling all right um, today, at least. And, yeah, yeah. I've, I've dialed down work. Stress is coming down. Things are coming down. It's all good. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very interesting experience, <laughs> mm. and well, not one I would recommend. So stay chill, stay yep. cool. Yep, cool, John. Yep, keep it real. Night, folks. Good night, folks. <laughs>